0: everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels podcast. My name is Sal. I'm going to be your host today. Uh, But we're going to talk The High Republic. I hope there are a lot of High Republic fans out there, because I'm one. And I'm sure you've listened to some of our other stuff on The High Republic. We're going to be finishing out the High Republic comic series. And I have the Storm... And you know what that means, listeners. You know that means that my family didn't read comics again. So I have a very special guest, another High Republic fan who, what are you doing, puppy? He's like upside down and okay. Uh, anyway, another High Republic comic fan who recently told me that these are her favorite comics. With me from the Force Toast podcast is Laura.
1: Thank you so much. I know your pain because my family also does not read the comics. And by my family, of course, I mean my co-host on my show. Alice uh-huh. is not kept <laughs> up with these either. So we are in good company here. What are you
0: doing, Alice? Come on. This is good stuff. Uh, I don't know. Fail. No, I'm Epic fail. Alice. Wait, Alice, you said Alice was going to read the High Republic Adventures. And those are my favorite ones of the High Republic era.
1: Yeah. See, in the, I, she was really enjoying them, too. And I think she just got distracted and never finished them. Uh-huh. As far as I know, she has every intention of going back and finishing them at some point. But yeah, I tried the 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 adventure stuff isn't necessarily for me. It's it feels a little bit too young. But right. man, these ones that we're going to talk about today, this is like top tier for me. I'm so excited.
0: They are like two different flavors, I'll say. I
1: yeah. Yeah. That's a good. That's I mean, good they say
0: it's for like younger readers, but like the Star Wars and younger reader stuff. Sometimes I'm like, that's not what's important because sometimes I'll read like a middle grade book and I'll be like, they just got straight to the point. I don't know what y'all complaining about. Like, it's pew pews yeah. and lightsabers. Like, I'm, I'm good with this. Uh, and sometimes I read. Oh, adult yeah. And the High
1: that, Republic middle yeah. grade stuff is great.
0: Okay, and you uh, may also be familiar with the fact that yeah, Daniel, uh, my wife calls Daniel Jose Older my man crush, um, <laughs> because he is like one of my favorite authors. And I think this all st- this is a story that podcast listeners have heard for a long time because I keep repeating it. Uh, it's the first like what was it from a certain point of view story. You go through the listener, there's 40 stories in there, and it's like this is the story of like Ramus Antilles, and this is the story of the Dianoga. And this is a story of like a stormtrooper who like was on Mos Eisley, and I was like, "Well, that one's gonna be boring." <laughs> and then I read yeah. it, and it was about a stormtrooper who loves Dubacks, and it was like my favoriteest thing ever. And I was like, "I love that." Who the wh- 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 why is this? And it was just glorious, and it was Daniel Jose Older. Um, and since ah, then, I've been a man. massive fan. And you also got to support Latinos in space. Um, so uh, since he started, he you know, he's one of the High Republic. Like, here I go. I'm going off on demo. See, this is why my wife.
1: (laughs) Singing his praises. We're not even talking about
0: those comics today, Sal. What are you doing? Um, Anyway, the comics are amazing. Uh, I'm sure, uh, you know, Alice will tell you when she gets around to finishing them. I get it. Life happens. Yeah. I got a job. I've been working overtime. Mm -hmm. We all know how it is. Anyway, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the High Republic, specifically Jedi's End, like the last couple of issues of the Marvel series and Eye of the Storm, which is like a two-issue little mini-series that I'm very curious to get your take on. Um, High Republic Comics, all written by Kevin Scott. And Eye of the Storm by Charles Sewell. Um, yeah. Uh, So the way I don't like doing news on my podcast because, <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that dates it and it's not like relevant. Except right now, I'm super excited for phase two.
1: Yeah, that, I hear you.
0: That's where I'm at, Laura.
1: <laughs> yeah, same boat, you and me.
0: Okay. I, I don't even want to get into it, but I want to get into it a little bit. I also finished Path of Deceit, and I found it <gasps> Yay. extremely exhilarating. And it, like, my imagination is swarming with possibilities of where we go from here. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, my imagination was swirling the entire time I was reading it because I had such a clear idea of where that story was going when I was at like the halfway point. Uh-huh. And I was so wrong. And yeah. their version was so much better, obviously, than like what my dumbass brain like came up with. I loved it. It was so great.
0: I don't I don't even want to let go further. But there was a there's some other Star Wars property that does this where the story starts as something. And then completely becomes something else. Because you read that book yeah. and you're like, oh, I understand what this book is. And then you get to page mm, 178 and you're like, oh, I was so wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that like the thing that comes to my mind when that happens is a movie from the 90s called From Dust to Dawn. Because you're like, oh, I see. Oh. This is like a weird little heist movie. And then you're like, oh, no, it's like a complete horror movie. Like, and it changes halfway through. Interesting. Like, that's the way okay. my brain works. I'm from Texas. It's a very Robert Rodriguez-based vein, brain.
1: Got it. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, not only have I not seen this movie, I don't know if I've ever even heard of it. So no! I will have to look into this. Yeah, yeah, I missed that one.
0: Well, uh, Look, Film Festival Laura. <laughs> you got one, at least one, to catch up on. Like
1: I do. I'll add it to the list. It's a very long list, but I'm putting it on the list anyway.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it, 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 there are lots of things that may not date well, <laughs> but God, I, I don't know. It's just a fun movie. I like it. It's 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 weird and crazy, and one of my favorite things. Anyway, All right. real quick, All right.
1: we'll see if it holds up.
0: Yeah, uh, Laura, <laughs> where can people find you on the interwebs?
1: I'm on lots of places on the interwebs. You can find my handle on Twitter at shutup underscore Laura. You can use that same handle on Instagram, but I'm, I tend to be more active on Twitter. Uh, and then the show that I host with my friend Alice is called Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. And that handle is at Force Toast pod. So we will, um, she and I often talk about um books and stuff too and by she and i i mean it's mostly me recently because she hasn't been as good about keeping up with all of the <laughs> books that have come out um in her defense it did seem like there were a lot like one right after the other coming out yeah yeah we're on a little bit of like a lull right now i think because there's like some delays with the high republic but like right. for a while it was just like bang 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 so many of them out right yeah. at one time
0: yeah um I heard a couple of things like I don't know if you followed the New York Comic Con kind of like news. To- OK, real quick before I get into that. This is not a touch screen. Yeah. Uh, check us out. at Rogue Go like our Facebook page. We are on Instagram and TikTok at the Rogue Rebels. We're on Twitter. That is incorrect. We're on Twitter at Rogue Rebels fan. Hey, because I got a family like I used when I started this podcast. I was like, it's a family podcast. I got little kids and like you can hear a unique perspective and like now the kids are grown, <laughs> it's a little weird. And we're like <laughs> like you can still hear a unique perspective, don't get me wrong, but like you know, like I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm think I think about it a lot and I'm always like I tell the kids I'm like, Hey, I have this why are you in here, puppy? Uh I, I <laughs> like I have this if you go back and listen to like the first ten episodes You'll hear the kids and they'll be like, hey, and we watched like Star Wars Resistance or something. And it's like all super cute because they were all like 12 or 13. Um, Right. So I just really like the fact that I have this like record, like regardless of listenership. I always like that I have like, I can go back and be like, hey, when we were kids, we used to talk about Star Wars. Do you remember? Like, go back and listen to yourself and what your thoughts were in 2016 or whatever. (laughs)
1: right your thoughts are immortalized on the internet congratulations
0: congratulations (laughs) children uh it's there and there's nothing you can do about it some jerk on youtube being like um like whatever like pc uh, the resistance is too pc uh, what doesn't matter
1: (laughs) then there's like pictures of your kids with lasers coming out of their eyes that's like the thumbnail they got got youtubed
0: (laughs) 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 oh good times uh yeah I'm I'm probably more active on Twitter, which is weird because we're a cosplaying family. Um, but to be fair, we haven't gone and done a lot. I mean, since COVID, we've kind of been trapped all inside. But I got a new costume. My uh, canon Quinlan Voss has been approved in both Rebel Legion and uh, Saber Guild. So, Ooh, Oh, you congratulations. know what? Shout out to uh, Steel Wars for making a nice donation to charity because I was able to get Saber Guild out there and we went and did a show for his uh, kid's birthday party. Um, oh,
1: that's awesome! So
0: I got to wear my uh, Canon Quinlan Voss, not to be confused with the comic Quinlan Voss, which I was approved in uh, from the Siege of uh, my okay. series. You know, good times. I, I was very excited. I don't think anybody else can tell the damn difference. I felt great, <laughs> though. I'll have you know. Good.
1: That's what's important.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it, it's 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 good times. Um, let's see what we got here. All right. I'm gonna like le- like I know there's a lot of pictures here. I'm just gonna, like, kind of roll through the news. All right. Uh, phase two of the High Republic has be- I Like, when I do news, I do it, like, as is relevant. So this came out when Andor, like, we're doing Andor episodes, and I'm like, nobody who watches Andor is gonna, like... I'm gonna save this for my High Republic episodes, you know what I'm saying? That's where people yeah, will appreciate that phase two has begun. Path of Deceit, some people have already dove into it, me being one of them. It's, like... The thing that I like is it starts off so opposite of the bombastic beginning of Light of the Jedi, but yes, my imagination does. is still going wild with. Excuse me, what is happening here now, sir? Um, so thank you, Tessa Gratton and Justine Ireland, and by sir, I meant ma'am. Um, <laughs> because that was really awesome, and I think, uh, I'll talk more about that in the future. I'm certain. Uh, Then we got Quest for the Hidden City, which is coming out November 1st, I believe. I've started that. I haven't finished it. Middle grade books are always good times. Convergence by Zoraida Cordova, which is going to come out January 3rd. No, am I wrong? No, that comes out November Um, 22nd.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't keep all these dates straight because they keep changing. Yeah, them, they keep changing. So Everything keeps it's getting hard delayed. To keep, it's hard to keep it all straight. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I think you're right. Um, I think Convergence is November 22nd. Yeah,
0: November 22nd. Um, another Zorata Cordova book, which I really, really like. Uh, I don't know if you ever did. What is the book? Uh, Crash of Fate. Um,
1: Yes, I did read Crash of Fate.
0: I really liked it. It was cute. It was fun. It like fills out that kind of world. And, you know. She made a character named Axel, so we're in. <laughs> uh, the battle... I just
1: remember Alice being very weirded out by how sexual that book was. I think there is like, I, was it like a young adult? Was yeah. That the level... Like all yeah. the YA
0: and books I... have these little moments where you're like, um, excuse me, cover your ears. You, like, I don't forget? know what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, what do I do? What do I do?
0: What? This one, Rebel <laughs> Rising, Leia, Princess of Ra- Alderaan. Okay, this is, like, I'm saying this out loud, and now I'm embarrassed. It has the, like, hottest unbraiding of hair seen in a book ever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes.
0: I'm sorry, kids. Your father just said that out loud on a podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Memorialized on the internet forever.
0: Hey, you're not the only ones who are going to get Googled. (laughs) Uh, And then we got The Battle of Jeddah, which is an audio drama by George Mann. Who, uh, like, George Mann is joining the High Republic. You know, they're expanding with the authors. Zoraida Cordova, George Mann, uh, Lydia Kang, Tessa Gratton. So, like, I'm excited that they're going past the five, even though, you know, I'm a fan of the five. The original five brain Same.
1: Yeah.
0: Trust children, inventors, progenitors. Story
1: architects.
0: There you go. That's, like, yeah, what they really said. I think those the are their
1: titles. Yeah.
0: Um, I do like that it's opening up and expanding. Um, so I'm curious to see how this goes because all of the, no, never mind. I was gonna say all of the like audio dramas were Kevin Scott, but never mind. Sarah Kuhn did uh, Afra, Dr. Afra.
1: That's right. That's which, right. They did expand. Yeah, I, I had a lot of um, I guess I was I was a little bit nervous about adding more people to the story like group for this this set of books because I was yeah. so happy with how phase one went. And I was like disappointed Mm -hmm. about like phase one ending and going into phase two just on its surface. I was just like, no, but I want to know what happens next. Like, no. And so I was I was kind of going into Path of Deceit with like certain I don't know, just not feeling great about it. And I Mm -hmm. changed my tune real quick because that book was great. It was really great. I really enjoyed it.
0: I like that. I, I I like felt a little bit the same as you cuz i was like oh mm-hmm. man like it ended on such a like oh! and the cliffhanger, then cliffhanger right yeah. and yeah. then but i had so many questions about the past i was like well you know what i'm i'm i'll be fine to figure out what the hell's going on on Dalna and guess where path, path, phase 2 starts but anyway
1: right exactly like
0: there were questions i had enough that i was like oh like this is going to be fun um and it will keep me sated for that mean time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got Cataclysm by Lydia Kang. That's the, like, uh, Del Rey novel. And then we got... There's so many titles coming. Like, the thing I like about High Republic is, it, Star Wars fans, you will not be thirsty, because there is plenty. Uh, Quest for Planet yeah. X. And Path of Vengeance, which has, like, the dopest cover in a Star Wars it book does. that I've seen in a while. Um, and then... I was so excited because I was like, oh, this looks like so rad. And then I realized Kevin Scott is writing. I'm sorry, Kevin Scott is writing Path of Vengeance. Oh no. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, uh oh.
1: I hope you're not attached to anybody before
0: you uh-oh. open that book. <laughs> Any of <Uh-oh>.
1: these characters.
0: <laughs> um We also have the Blade, which is the Charles Sewell comic coming that's gonna like do all the portal angle stuff. And he looks like super rad. He has like a very like scimitar-looking, guarded, like, epee-style lightsaber hilt that is rad. Yeah, um, yeah. Everything about Porter Engel as a young man looks dope. Even though he's not a young man, he's like a, a middle man. <laughs> I don't he's, know. He,
1: yes, he's a yeah. middle man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a middle man.
0: He's definitely the person between you and uh, the older Porter Angle. I don't know where I'm going with this. It's a bad joke. I'm going to stop now. Yoda and the Younglings by Charles and Rosemary Sewell. Look, I, I don't do anything with my kids <laughs> except, po- except cosplay and podcast. Like, the yep. fact that this dude wrote a book with his daughter, that's pretty rad. Like, yeah. that alone is yeah. pretty awesome. Oh, no. What have I done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we got Quest of the Jedi, which is a comic one shot by Claudia Gray. So, that's going to be her edition. Edge of Balance phase two, which is on Banshee, but goes back to, uh, I can't remember her name. Lily, Lily Tora Asi and her master, the like Wookiee who lives for a long time. So he's going to be in this yeah. one. That's cool.
1: I missed the the Edge of Balance um, comics. Is that were they, they were comics, right? They're, it's like, a manga. I, I didn't read those. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I downloaded, I think I bought it. And I don't think I ever read it, so it's on my list of of phase one items I need to complete. Still,
0: it's cool. It's interesting, especially if you're in that like into the manga, because like the 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 way that manga works is it's very like I don't even know how to say it. Like a lot of the comic takes place in in the uh, with the character, the main character Lily L- Torasi, like <sighs> figuring out like what's going on with the with the whole war and everything. Like this is a time of relative peace, so the drenjeer and the nile and all that is like kind of new for these jedi uh so a lot of the like internal monologue in a very like manga slash anime ways she's very much like overthinking all of the things that are happening and like well what will i do Will i have to like kill some i'm a jedi like what am i like so there's a lot of that cool stuff that i really enjoyed like the dialogue itself um Got the, it. the art okay. is amazing because it's a manga it's all manga style yeah. so uh you know Stellan geos looks very sexy um,
1: <laughs> as he should as Rightfully he should so. why
0: not look Look at him <laughs> jumping out of a vector uh, damn that's hot and then you have yeah. like a, a, the, my favorite part uh, we talked about this on a, a past episode if you're listening to the High Republic on Spotify check out our High Republic playlist because I have them all stacked up in order and you can go back to the episode where me and book hoarding talk about this and another comic <laughs> that I don't remember the title of but it's good times Um, but there are these Bansheans that live on the planet and they're like these weird little creatures, but they like steal from the people. So they're like, like when they show up, they're all armed with like sporks and like little knives and like (laughs) weird little things. And it's like really funny and cute and adorable. And then it's like a manga. So it's like a whole other level. Um, so that was like good times right there. Um, we're getting I love a,
1: sporks as weapons. Sporks as anything. Like we just came from Taco Bell. It's on now.
0: Look, I got a friend. Uh, it, they <laughs> used to have sporks at Disneyland. And then people kept walking out That's with them. That's right. So they stopped That's having right. sporks at It was like a Galaxy's Disneyland.
1: Edge thing. Yep. Wasn't it? Yep. Like when Yeah, I, re- I do remember that. <laughs>
0: oh, so God. people kept walking out with them. They stopped giving you them. And then they started selling them and then I was like "Ooh, oh, I could Jesus. use those and then I'm like I walk into Disneyland and I'm like I don't need this like this is dumb why am I gonna spend ten dollars on a spork this is the stupidest thing but a real close friend of mine gave me one for my birthday and I was like thank you very much oh, dude jeez when I take my lunch or when I come home for dinner, when I grab that spork to get my pasta or whatever it is, I'd like, I do have like a nice weathered spork to have my meals with. And I am very, it's worth every penny. As stupid exactly. as that sounds. You're just good
1: to be in universe for just that yes. short little period of time.
0: I'm in my like. Or in a, a Taco Bell. There you go. I'm in, I'm in Taco Bell yelling, I'm canon, by the way. Not all you guys. This isn't even an aura bish. What's the matter with you? Um, so that's me and my fast food experiences hey follow us at the rogue rebels um high republic young adult anthology if it's anything in the vein of jedi and sith or what else did we get the stories of light and dark clone wars stories there's going to be some cool stuff in there but the thing i like yeah this one
1: i might actually have to read because i don't think i was able to get into the clone wars one i think i started it yeah and i was like oh this is a little bit younger than I thought it was going to be. And maybe that was the one that ended up being middle grade. But this, I'm like, High Republic, like, come on. I got to get down with the High Republic. And look at all of these names. Like, who wants to miss anything that any of these writers are doing? It's
0: everybody. Zoraida Cordova, Tessa Gratton, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Lydia Kang, George Mann, Daniel Jose Older, my favorite. Kevin Scott, Charles Sewell. Did I say that (laughs) out loud? Like, the Clone Wars one, just so you know. The Clone Wars one was almost like it was all retellings of Clone Wars episodes, except for the last story, which was a beautiful story okay. called Bug by uh, Anne E.A. Convert. But her story is like the best because it's about like a Night Sister kind of. Like, there's really great stuff. Like, her story is the only original story. Everything else is like, hey, I'm Cad Bane and this is what happened. And then you're like, oh, I saw that episode, Cad Bane. I remember what happened. It's good times. Um, the Jedi
1: sister stuff though. I got to look into that then.
0: Come on. Yeah. And the Jedi and Sith one is more original stories. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just saying if you didn't quite like get the clone, like you couldn't get into the clone wars, light and dark. I think you might maybe try Jedi and the Sith because those ones are more original. There's even like a high Republic story or two in there. And, um, Mm -hmm. it's not just retellings of, of episodes you've already seen. You know what I mean?
1: Interesting. See, that's like actually what I thought Tales of the Jedi was going to be when I when we first heard about it. I was like, oh, what if it's right. like this? And then the way you're talking about stories of light and dark, I'm like, that that was the idea that I thought they were going for. So, yeah. I do yeah. know that they executed it somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Like the follow up is real. I mean, they're both like fun. And but like I said, you know, if you are you, you might get halfway through that book or one or two stories and be like, I saw this. I know what happens to you, Cad Got it. You know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you're, like, into, like, just getting a fresh kind of start and seeing a whole new thing, like, the stories in the Jedi and Sith book are all original stories. Except I think, like... That's Ma- awesome. Maul seems to think of his past quite a bit. So, hmm. you know, I think that's a him thing more than an us thing.
1: He's mauling it over.
0: You Ooh. Know, <laughs>
1: Nice. I'll see myself nice. out.
0: No, it's fine. I'm glad I invited you on the podcast. I am.
1: <laughs> He's like, I don't regret this at all. Not, not at
0: all. Not at all. Why would I? That kind of gold. You can only get that here, folks. All right. Uh, hey, there's a lightsaber collection book. That's only the High Republic lightsabers. It's kind of rad because the High Republic lightsabers are pretty dope. I don't know if you're a lightsaber Well, and they person, have
1: the but... two coolest ones on there from phase one where yeah. they have... Avar Chris, yeah. wait, no, this is this other one isn't Stalin. Who is this other one?
0: That's that's Porter's. That's Porter Engels.
1: Got it. Remember? Yeah. Okay. So this is a different iteration than the one that he has in other artwork that we've seen of him. I think so he must in switch the, it up at some
0: point. In current artwork, I think the like guard is gone, and he just has the middle.
1: Got so it. So over it. this yeah. last
0: 150 years, he might have had a boo boo or some upgrades or something. You know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Avar Christus is so perfect, though. Like, we're going to get into why okay, I yeah. am obsessed with her, but I love her lightsaber so much, and I can't find one anywhere, and I'm, like, fully prepared to, like, throw down Yo. for a custom-made one. Okay. I really would like to do this, because okay. it's, it's just beautiful. I love it.
0: Look, Laura, I don't know if you know anything about me, but I'm a lightsaber dude. <laughs> just saying. So... I yes. got my peeps. I might be able to put a little bit of feelers out and see what's going on uh, out there in the lightsaber world. You know, you, you don't want to. Yeah, dip your feet I was in the doing a little bit of
1: research. And I was trying to figure out like how much should I budget for this, and then I was just like, "Oh, Star Wars Celebration is in London. Oh, I have to fly across the <laughs> an ocean and pay a bunch of money." Got it. All right. Well, the lightsaber can wait. Yeah. About that much. A custom thing.
0: That's how yeah. much you should budget. Yeah. No, I don't know. Um,
1: exactly yeah. the, I imagine it's still a lot though
0: yeah I got a guy so it, it kind of all comes down to like what you want it to do if you want it to yeah. do all kinds of things and change colors and 72 different sound, sound fonts then you you're looking the, the price goes up if you just want it to light mm-hmm, up and be pretty mm-hmm. and sit on your you can even get it empty just the hilt um, yeah I got a lightsaber guy he does my lightsabers I have a Canon and a Voss which should come as a surprise to no one. Uh, uh, he upgraded my Voss, used to just be light, and that's it. It light up, it's green, boom, done. And mm-hmm. he upgraded it. So now I have like three different Voss fonts and then a couple of Grievous fonts. Oh. Just because I like, like, I figure like an aggressive, like, Grievous has stolen Jedi lightsabers. So, like, that kind of sound, like, that should be kind of like what Voss sounds like a little. It's all in my head. Um, and then it also has a white light, it changes to white. So I have a uh, a dark font on it. So it sound I have dark sounds. So it can light up white. Yeah. I tried to show steel, but his party was in the daytime, so I had a green dayblade on, which means when I have a white light going through a green dayblade, it still shines green. And I was like, yeah. "I promise you it's white under I- I- when it- at night is really cool and there's a difference and... Uh, when i press the button it sounds like a mandalorian blaster so if it was if i was pretending to be i don't know sabine or something it would make a lot of sense but i can see nobody's listening anymore so i should just stop talking
1: like wait where'd you all go
0: Uh i'm standing (laughs) alone now anyway this sounds really cool it's the end of my ted talk i believe you please clap
1: (laughs) i believe it sounds i believe it looks and sounds really cool
0: it's it's good stuff it's good times um and i never get like the guy who does my saber stuff he's always like yo dude i'm doing the neopix. you can have it like light up and explode when when you hit the light you can make it do lightning you can make it do this and i have other people that we do lightsaber stuff with and they have a there's one guy that has a crossguard saber and he has it set so that he can push the button and make the end light up so what he does is he'll He'll make it look like he's dragging it across the ground and it's on fire, so like the whole lightsaber's red and it's like, and on the end of it is white, like it looks like he's like, burning the floor or whatever. It's really cool. Oh,
1: that's dope.
0: I can't oh argue God. with what's happening, and I'm like, that is cool. I should have asked for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Damn. said I didn't need it. I I know I didn't need it, but man, that does look good. Um. But I think you need it. Yeah. Have I gone on with lightsabers long enough? I think we should get into the actual comics. Maybe. Let's do that. Okay. You said... (laughs) Tell the people what you told me like 72 minutes ago.
1: I'm going to tell you what... I'm going to tell you guys. I love these comics so much. I'm not really like a big comics person. I'm very selective about like which Star Mm -hmm. Wars comics I'll actually read. So I don't... I haven't read a wide breadth of comics Fair. But these High Republic comics, especially these, like, last five issues that we're going to talk about today, my favic- these are my favorite comics on the planet. I Ooh. love them. I can't wait.
0: Okay. I really like them. They are really good. Um, but I love that they're your favorite comics. I, I think, I, you, I don't know, like, Kanan holds a special place in my heart. It's really hard to, like, dislodge that. Like I can Oh yeah, even, if no, I'm I totally to get it. You think, find
1: a Jedi that, or you find a character that, like, y- that reflects you, that like, re- that gives you a reflection of you in Star Wars. Like, hell yeah, I would I mean, be gravitating yeah. towards that too. And yeah, obviously, I, I it, am it, with
0: these. Like, yeah, okay, but just th- uh, these are good comics, and it's like, uh, Kevin Scott before this sort of whole thing. Kevin Scott had done a lot of, like, uh he did a lot of uh, additions in, like, what, like Jedi Adventure, or, uh, sorry, Star Wars Adventures, the IEW line. Yes. And other things like yeah. that. And I'm like, oh, that's the dude that gave us Jackson back. Um Which was super rad. Uh, and I did not realize the fire that he was going to bring to the High Republic. So yeah. when the comic started, yeah. I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be at all. And then I got to... uh what's the second book called into the storm into the storm yeah that's it right sounds right <laughs> the rising the st- storm
1: oh like the actual yeah yeah that's the right. the rising yeah, yeah. storm sorry i don't know what which books you we were talking. sorry
0: <laughs> his book was the rising storm uh dog p- stop please Aww. <laughs> my wife is here he goes outside Puppy runs. Okay. Aww. He loves her more than everybody else. It's unfair, in my <laughs> opinion. We're all family. But whatever. I'm not hurt yeah. by it. I don't even care. No, definitely not. Like don't be
1: jealous.
0: <laughs> Such a little Let jerk. it go. It's all <laughs> 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 whatever, little puppy. I don't even like you. Um Aww. Kevin Scott gave us something r- ridiculous. The, the when I first started picking up the books, by the time I got to like issue two or three, I was like, this is a horror story does anybody are y'all seeing this this is not yeah. okay yeah um yeah and there had been a lot of talk about like the characters and everything and there was there was avar chris, like the main characters is like avar chris skier and uh keeve keeve trennis is like mm-hmm. the main character of the comics and you know they had thrown out the designs they had thrown out all the stuff and i remember there being a lot like uh oh like you know like this was before high Republic started and we were all kind of worried about like diversity and stuff like that. Um, I really like that. I think, I think there were some people in the fandom that were worried that like, Oh, why is Avar Chris the best? Like the, 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 the white blonde woman. And then you have this yeah. person that looks up to her, but like once the story is all said and done, the story is about Keeve. Like, yeah, is the main character of the comics, period. Uh, and and all the, the everything kind of revolves around her and her point of view, and it's her story that she's going through. Even though Avar goes through stuff, um, for sure. Um, but man, this is a good comic series. The story is amazing, and I'm so curious to see what happens. Which apparently we're not going to see in damn Phase Two, for a while. <sighs> phase Three maybe yeah. get back. Their yeah. Phase Three is going to be like we're going 500 years back. What? Oh
1: god. Huh? Don't even put that out in the universe, oh, God! I need to know what happens. Like my god. I just, <laughs> you, please we, tell me before this planet implodes, I We need never to know even what
0: heard of Marchion Roe. It's gonna be good times.
1: <laughs> Damn it.
0: <laughs> uh we're just gonna keep going backwards and backwards and backwards. Uh, the series is damn good. The art is amazing. Uh, the artist is Ario Anendito.
2: Yes. Do, like He's my favorite.
0: Dude, the art. I love his art. His action panels, his yeah. splash panels. And that's another thing that's like a, it's like a comic language. It's like hard to describe, but comics are like a semi, like it's a visual medium, even though it's also written in the way a book is. But in the book, like you imagine everything and it's all, like, it's all words and description, and like whatever the picture you paint in your head is the stuff you get. But in comics, like those splash paint, like that stuff leaves an impression. And this art, like, I love this artist. This is definitely one of my favorite, like, Star Wars artists on the regular. Um, yeah,
1: 100%. I'm like, anytime yeah. that any of these comics were done by, like, a different artist, because there are a few, sort of, like, in this one through mm-hmm. 15. Like, sprinkled with that, there, there I think, are maybe a couple other artists that are used. And yes, every other yes. one, I'm just like, it just, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, it just looks wrong. It looks wrong when it's not him, <laughs> when it's not Ario. I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just that like, something's just a little bit off. And everyone's allowed to have their own style, and that's great. And mm-hmm, I'm sure mm-hmm. there are some people who appreciate the other artists' work more than, maybe, than I do. But, man, it's just... When it's Ario doing the artwork on these first 15, I'm like, that love is, it. that's hitting the spot for me. I love, love it. it. Jake love Bartok it. is another Star Wars artist that I absolutely love. I love his oh. interpretation of all the, the uh public people.
0: He got to do the covers for the uh, uh that Jedi and Sith book that I was just talking about. Uh, oh, he did the okay. covers. And okay. then he also got to do, like, when you actually, if you actually have the book, you get to go, you know, it'll be a Qui-Gon story. And then he drew a picture of damn Qui-Gon. So, like, that's pretty cool. Yeah um Mm -hmm. things that i dig for one i like his
1: work a lot
0: yeah i love i love that uh like because that's happening a lot with those uh uh with those anthologies it with the jedi What were we talking about earlier clone wars light and dark that was uh oh god what's her name uh the the russian artist who's been doing fan art for such a long time um
1: Oh, Lorna Ka. Oh
0: yeah, Lorna Ka. She did all the covers and yeah. the little interstitials. Like, so the art in these books is amazing. Um, yeah. I love that. And I love that there's no, like, shortage of that. And, and uh, like, we're in this such a weird time in Star Wars. I keep saying this. Uh, and I guess this is a thing that's getting me shot in the foot a little bit with Andor. But uh, this is, uh, like, people who love Star Wars and, like, put their heart and soul into it. Like, I can see it on the page. And I say on the page yeah. because that's usually like where I see it when somebody who like write like when E.K. Johnston writes about Padme like and I hear her talking about it in an interview or on a tweet or whatever it is like I know she has spent 20 years loving this character and thinking this thing through that is finally allowed to come onto a page that we are allowed to enjoy yeah. as well. Um, that I love do-
1: comes through in such yeah. a huge way. It's amazing.
0: Like, I'm just using her as an example because it's like sometimes it's these things that are like familiar that give us the most of that. Because like High Republic, they're allowed to go and do whatever they want. I love that they love Star Wars, but I've never seen Skir before and he's awesome and I love him. That's (laughs) got to be my favorite character in this series. Unless you can't. He looks
1: awesome.
0: I don't know. I I really like uh, Orbelin. Uh, the Jedi Orbolin. It, it's yeah.
1: hard to sort of nail down a favorite with some of these characters because they're, man, there's just one after the other. They're so
0: lovable. They're, they're so lovable and they're so like the Jedi in this era is such a like far cry from the Jedi that we know. So yes, I, I love is. seeing those It's so those refreshing. Things. It is. And it's like, it's dimensional. It's refreshing. Like the Jedi of the prequel era. And it's because of the decline. They're such on this like one note. And I've said this before, yeah. podcast listeners will know, <laughs> my go-to theory is that Mace Windu is the epitome of the failure of the Jedi. Like, what Jedi are and why they had to yeah. die. And, yeah. like, somebody like Qui-Gon Jinn is what the Jedi are supposed to be. Um, you know, nowadays we get we have a lot more Jedi to pick from than Qui-Gon Jinn. But, like, from the time of the classical Jedi that, like, we had to pick from in our era, like, he's the idea of, like, no, I'm following the Force. Like, yeah, you fools are all pissed off because he couldn't find a cup in a ship and he's 13 or 9 or whatever. Yep. You know, like, because you're too caught up in your rules, sir. You couldn't figure out that, it. it you know, we need to listen to the Force. Um, but the Jedi of this time. Man,
1: I can't wait to, like. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Mace and Qui Gon after you've watched *Tales of the Jedi*. Have you watched it? Have you seen it yet? I've watched
0: only. I was at the panel, so I only watched the one okay. episode. Okay.
1: Okay. Got it.
0: Well, now uh, I'm yeah. extremely excited to curious.
1: hear your. I'm excited to hear follow up on that. Yeah, because there's there's some good Mace Qui Gon content. You know, since there's so much about Dooku, there there's Look. they've got a big presence in this in the series.
0: I don't know if you heard the episode where we covered uh, Jedi Lost, but I love the fact that they keep calling him Do when he was a little kid. Hey, Do! <laughs> that was good times and gave me and my daughter like three months of jokes. Do! Oh, I love that. Don't do that. I also... <laughs> oh, good times. I also love
1: Dooku who Jedi Lost.
0: Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Okay. Um, let's get into this stuff. Uh, you... Like, I kind of already did podcasts on the first, like, few issues, but, like, give me your, if you got, like, a little, anything special that you really, like, dug about the first, uh, like, ten issues or so. Like, because it was the whole. So, I haven't. Yeah, go for it.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I haven't reread six through ten in a while. Okay. Um okay. But I have reread one through five recently, and it's really fun to go back and sort of. Man, it it was just so fun to go back and like kind of catch some of these things that end up playing out in like a big way and sort yeah. of get called back to yeah. uh in these later issues. So yeah. I I really like our sort of establishing of Kiev in particular because like right off the bat, I mean, like those first like very early panels, we're getting to know like attitude and her sense of humor and yeah. the sort of cynicism she has and she's got like a foul mouth which i just <laughs> love that's and, the best part you know, I just, so i just yeah it is it's like it just sort of she stands out in this really amazing way and i just love her and i will throw myself out a window if anything bad ever happens to her so yeah that's going into phase three we're not going to worry about it but i just i really like her and i like the fact that we're getting you know she's basically like our ahsoka Tano, right like we watched the clone wars through ahsoka's eyes yes and we're seeing this issues one through 15 sort of play out through Keeve Trennis's eyes yeah and it's just a great viewpoint i think for the reader she was like the perfect character to bring into this and the journey that she goes on and how like avar is also sort of going on this sort of parallel journey with her and skiers got his own thing going on, but just the, these two women that are kind of at the forefront of this comic. Yeah. It's so cool to watch their story from beginning to end. And it, I had such a blast going back and rereading those early issues leading up to this, this podcast.
0: I mean, uh, you can go back to episodes talking about where me and Hawes are like Jedi on rank Um <laughs> oh, God, because I that's what it. we're all about. But like, uh, Keeve, And the, like, the thought and the depth that went into that character, uh, like, like you said, like, she curses, like, nonstop. Yeah, she's looking up to this person. Like, she wants to be a good Jedi, but she knows she's not like everybody else. Like, Skir is such a different master. And, like, seems, especially in this era, like, more aggressive or more, in no nonsense or whatever than all the other masters in in which she has, like, such a, uh, you know, like, he's just a, a little not like quite harsh. I don't know how to explain it, but like, there's a, there's an edge to skier and you're like, Oh, yeah, like a hardcore master or like whatever. But there, but there, but under that, like there's always these moments where you can see that love. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm going to call it love. Like, yeah, especially by the time we get to these last episodes slash issues. Oh
1: God. Yeah. It
0: is rough and it is hurtful. And, Thank you, Kevin. I am upset. Um, but like, there's some real pain. What you got, kid? All right, he's bringing me... He masked his kneecaps. He's uh, My son is painting armor. That's not bad. What do you think? I would sand those edges a little bit just so that it's not such a clean line. But like, you get little scratches into it. Yes, I'm podcasting. What's up, baby? Oh, Axel's painting? Oh, he just... Want, oh, she's upset that he walked in and interrupted the podcast to show me his, his painted knees. She's like, leave... And the puppy's back. <laughs> Puppy, go, go, go with your mama, baby. Come give me a kiss. I love you. Ooh, she came, she came, she's coming, she Ooh, baby, fill up my wine.
2: Oh. <laughs> I see. I see. What I okay, was. okay,
0: I do love you. <laughs> okay, Mameno's child. We're talking about Skier and Keeve Trennis. Um, okay. Just real quick you said you like i said jedi lost and you were like yeah that was cool right so you are like semi-familiar with the mention of Trennis in jedi lost
1: oh my god i wondered if we were going to be able to bring this up because i'm like I, are we getting into spoiler territory of anything yet should we not
0: spoilers spoil anything yet? <laughs> spoilers everybody spoilers get down spoilers yeah Because
1: just in case anybody didn't read Slash Listen to Dooku Jedi Lost or hasn't gone back and Mm -hmm. kind of done some homework on the fate of Keeve Trennis, we do learn in that story that she ends up becoming one of the lost 20. Right. And... It's really interesting. Like I said, it was like really interesting to go back and read some of these earlier issues, mm-hmm. but there is there is sort of these like little hints of it along the way, and nothing more clear than when she's having that conversation with Skier, and she's like, "I will be your legacy," legacy, and he's like, yeah. "No, Ugh. forget that. Like, you need you... to go out, be your own Jedi, find your own path." And it's like, "Oh shit!" Like this is the, you know, we're sort of seeing, I think, maybe the beginning of the end. Laura for her a little bit.
0: In the words of like Robot Chicken Darth Vader, that line <laughs> that really hits me where I live. Like <laughs> th- when that ha- ha- like it, it, and I believe they're calling it the Lost now instead of the Lost 20. So I think I think somewhere in a, a yeah. boardroom Pablo Hidalgo's like, "Let's leave space for a couple more just in case."
1: Yeah, like, whatever. what if there were more you than You never know. Someone's like, all right, the, you never lost, know. the lost it is.
0: What if I want yeah. to make it the lost? Fair 30? enough. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so, like, the implications is that she leaves the Jedi. And nothing about dark, like nothing about anything other than that, like, well, these are the people that just left. Which I also like because the ambiguous nature of that is, like, like I almost feel like Ahsoka eventually is going to become one of the lost as well. Like She leaves the Jedi. She yeah. doesn't become Sith or anything like that. Just because Dooku was an asshole doesn't have to ruin it for everybody else. You right? I mean?
1: Yeah. He doesn't set the tone for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he, a... he, get, he was his own thing.
0: Yeah, Everybody's all pissed off because it's his bust in the fucking library.
1: Right? Like, right front and center oh, in Attack of the Clones? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Yes. Okay, yeah. that's fine.
0: Christopher Lee and George Lucas, they left. <laughs> 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 Jocasta News like, nope, I got no information on this. Yep. Oh no, she gave me margarita. That's bad. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh.
1: you went margarita wine margarita. This mm-hmm. is
0: gonna get up. I had already downgraded. It was time, and now we're going back up. <laughs> okay. Um, but the the Jedi on the Rancors, the Jedi teaming up with the Huts was something that yeah. I was so much like. Oh, dude, I love this like functional of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, and the way that like all of that stuff lays the groundwork for. Avar and her need, hunger, drive to get to solve this problem. Yeah, which to win. You know, by the time we get to the Jedi that we're most familiar with, the Jedi being like, oh, the the, the ends justify the means is like every fucking day. Whereas in this yeah. time, like there's like, hey, hold on, like that might not be a good idea. And they're all pissed off at her. That they're like, why did you team up with the Huts? How dare you walk away from the Starlight Beacon and some such? And I'm like, yeah, but they, they, she beat, she beat the Drencher though. And yeah, I'm-
1: I mean, like Maru, I think points out to somebody. He's like, yeah, but we're getting results. Like you see what's happening out here, right? Like. We're actually winning this battle in some mm-hmm. ways with this yeah. ally on her.
0: How y'all head. doing with the Nile out there? I'm still shitty, huh? Oh well. Hey, <laughs> still maybe not great? y'all. Oh, all right. Maybe y'all could use an Avar over there. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> but they're very like, I don't know, like, and it, and it's mostly between her and Stella, and that comes into play a little bit later, especially if you read the book. Like, what uh, the the, the Higher Republic works so well together that each facet of storytelling does such a good job of if you read another side you're like oh, there's a whole like different dimensional level that you understand things of. like if you're like these last issues are the other side if you read the fallen star um
1: yeah and sense? there's a big chunk of like rising storm that is sort of overlapping story-wise yeah, yeah with this comic run and you kind of get a sense of like, okay, here's why all these characters are missing from this story Mm -hmm. and vice versa. And I, that was, I think part of why I was sort of nervous when they announced like, oh, we're expanding and having more authors be a part of this. And I'm like, but wait a minute, you guys did such a good job in phase one with this, like tying these stories together (laughs) in this way. And that was sort of my fear was that like, that may not be as, it may not work as well, but I, I think my fear is unfounded. We obviously will find out as time goes on, but it just worked so well. It, it did. With this comic series in particular, I think.
0: I mean, we'll see going forward. Like, you know, like, I don't know about you. I'm one, one and a half books deep into phase two. Um, So far it's going okay. But like the, uh, the idea of that, that connectivity and the, what's the word? Ah. Uh, I guess just that's Synergy. just it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That sounds corporate as hell.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I am that. a hey. corporate
0: girly. Hey. So there you go.
1: <laughs> Synergy. Um,
0: like the way that the stories fit together. And like, but you can also, you can read this comic series and just be like, holy crap, something bad happened over there on Valo and not necessarily yeah. dive into that. And I think what they said at that New York Comic Con panel, I I don't know if you followed that stuff.
1: Um, not closely no
0: I think I followed it semi-closely and there was something to the effect of like if you you know if you're into the middle grade novels that will all kind of form a story so like you can just read those three books and it'll like there's a through line same with YA same with the Del Rey adult or whatever you want to call it so I kind of I thought that was kind of cool because like these stories all stood alone pretty well but they also like fit together and like filled out things. So if if they're doing what they say they're doing and like every sort of line is filling out its own story, it's almost like improving on what was already an amazing bit of synergy, as you would say.
1: Yeah. They really did, like, the structure that they sort of laid out in front of them for, for phase one. Yeah. If they continue to build on that and sort of, but also, mm-hmm. like, stick with that, that strategy in phase two, I think we're all going to be in a great place.
0: When I'm, like, uh, at, uh, I don't know, Target, and I walk by a High Republic book, and there's another High Republic book on the shelf, I'll be like, tip of the hat. Y'all did a good job, <laughs> like, working together. Tip the cap. Give a little bit of respect. Put mm-hmm. a little bit on it. Good times.
1: Hey homage.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, then, th- so when they first announced High Republic, they were like, it's the Nile and the Drengir. They kind of took care of the Drengir, it seems, <laughs> in these comics. Yeah, yeah. Which they was cool. They were
1: kind of the. Yeah, they needed another adversary, though. It's like, you know, it couldn't all just be Nihil nonstop always. Yeah, no, so that's I- fair. I'm kind of glad that we brought in, like, another villain and, like, a very colorful one of that. you know. I- it's like they. they- the picture, and I guess there was also the nameless, so you really have like three adversaries. But like, I, I really liked all of the, the drinker yeah. stuff. I thought the illustration was really cool oh, yeah. to see.
0: Dringer were great in comics. Um, the, like, the fact that that was like Avar's mission and that drive. I really yeah. love how they set that kind of all up and delivered on it. But I was also, I don't know about you, but when I was reading the series, I kind of read it as it was coming out. So I was very much like, well, this can't be it, right? I mean, they're just going to come back. And- <laughs> you know, and then plants. like...
1: We're fighting plants? That's, oh. what, that's what they have in a- the plants. Okay, got it. Oh no, they,
0: they took them out for real? That was it? All you had to do was like, put that yeah. one in a bubble? Oh damn, okay. All right then. <laughs> you know, but uh, it was it was good. It was exciting. I, I, I liked the like, dual nature of it. And also the fact that at some points, especially... Uh, uh, Early in phase one, how the Nile are using the Drenjir as assistance, weapons, distractions, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And then Avar kind of puts a stop to that by teaming up with Hutz, Jedi are mad. Um, yeah. 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 Good times. And I also like that, like, because uh, like those little things like that is where you see the like layers to where we get to. It doesn't have a lot to do in this comic, but it like more in the books. How where they're like, well, the Republic oh, yeah. and the Jedi are going to have to work a little bit closer together to maintain security, and then you're like, oh, that's what happened. Yeah, that's how uh, we get to where we get. Yep, 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 yep. yep.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Lining up. So y'all just going to give a Tano to her to have a Republic? To, uh, I see how it is. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <also. laughs> it's, not, it's not right. I'm just saying it out loud. We're all thinking it. What does Captain mm-hmm. Tarkin get a say in wh- oh, whatever? Uh, yeah. Yeah, bastard! <laughs> Such a jerk, dude. Fuck that, dude. God, he
1: sucks.
0: Oh man, I hope he does show up in uh, Andor though. That'll be tight.
1: Um. Oh, that'll be interesting. I, I, we getting uh, another more de aging, more de aged
0: Tarkin. Yeah, I don't know. What am I gonna? Ask? I mean, if his if his uh, uh what do you call it estate, uh family rela- family, if his people are getting something, then I'm for it. If his people don't get yeah, nothing, then, like, point. we'll just leave Tarkin out of it. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I Which is want... easy
1: enough. We got lots yeah. of good Imperial villains. It's
0: fine. It's fine. There's plenty. Yeah. Did you see a Lauren? That's plenty. We're good. Um, okay. Shadow of the Nile. They go undercover. That's all. Oh, like, okay. Let's just get into the comics that we're ready to go on. Uh, like, yeah. a, a Keeve and Seret? No. Tarek. God, this is going to mess me up.
1: I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> back and forth in my notes, I'm just like, Tarek... Tarek Ter- Terran, like they, they've got nine different names going through my notes. Sentence
0: good. one. We're already the screwed. The Bond
1: Twins. The, the bond, bond Twins.
0: twins. But Tarek is the one that goes with it. They go undercover to go visit the Nile and like go undercover and they're trying to find out like where the base is, who the leader is, because this is the whole like, and especially if you're following other High Republic stuff, it's very clear that the Jedi slash Republic slash everybody else except the Nile think that Lorna D is the I. They're like you know, yeah we gotta we gotta stop her um they go undercover they get they like lorna and what is the other guy's name i forgot his name they're like uh Zitar zetar with a mech suit yes. like one of my favorite uh tempests runners because he has a really cool mech suit and he's just a little guy and i'm for it <laughs> He, they... mech
1: suit is what i should have put in my notes I hit, what i call it is pod it's just his pod and mech suit sounds way cooler hmm. so i should have gone with that
0: uh a shout out to anybody out there calling it magitek armor i appreciate and love all my final fantasy 6 fans i'm pretty sure haas is the only one who cares
1: yeah i don't get that reference but i am applauding everybody for being excited about yes
0: it. it's basically the same thing but final fantasy land fair enough Cool. And it's like, magic and technology, hence the name, Magitech. How brilliant is that in 1992? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I'm done talking about it. I'll move on. Um, they end up bringing out some nameless slash uh, what do I call them? The Shri Kare, the Kare. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. The song.
0: I, yeah, I love the stuff. Um, so, and Tarek gets started to get and this sentence is not gonna come out correctly, starts to get stoned <laughs> yet because of his force bond with Sarit is able to uh, like share that like pain. So they both get half dusted, stoned.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dusted. Husked, I think. Was the, was oh that husk. What they That's it, what it is, you're right. Fallen star. Yeah, oh. husked.
0: Uh so they both get like half hussed because of the force Spawn. So the people on the Ataraxia, which is like a Avar ship where they're going over the whole undercover mission, are like, What? This is horrible. Um We need to go rescue you and all that. And then uh Kiev is on there with Tarek trying to get him off and all that, and they're fighting and there's a mech suit, uh what did we call it? What did you call it? It was something. I awesome.
1: called it a pod.
0: Okay, a pod, <laughs> a pod battle among everybody. It was wonderful. Um, lightsabers flying, all kinds of things, and they do get rescued, right? The Jedi come and they sort of like take them, and and the the, the Nile escape, which well, is yeah. Lorna. This is where
1: like Avar tries to like hold their ship back using the Force, oh, and that's she gets right. all mad at Skier and at Keeve for not veins
0: helping. are popping out of her face.
1: Oh, yeah. And Skier is like, dude, like, Keeve is in no condition to help. She just got the shit scared out of her by this, like, leveler thing we know nothing yeah. about. Like, you got to calm down. Yeah.
0: But also, like, look, Skear 10 seconds ago threw his lightsaber through Seven Nile.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> but I love
0: that he's like, calm down.
1: Right? It's like, okay.
0: <laughs> to be fair, though, veins were not popping out of his face when he did it. He was pretty calm. Yeah. Now, as that a, said,
1: he, to be fair, he has scales. We wouldn't be seeing the veins now, would we, Sal?
0: Would we? Okay, excuse <laughs> me. I'm not an expert on Trendosian biology. I'm going to have to ask I will my son about that.
1: And Avar Chris until my dying day, so okay. she can do no wrong in my mind.
0: <laughs> I think she's going to. I, I think, as my daughter said the other day, and I called her out on a podcast, Avar B. Wildin.
1: Yeah. I said, yeah, she did, you,
0: did you say Wildin? And she was like, I tried. And I said,
1: Avar needs a nap. Avar is tired.
0: Look, it's a long war, and that shit weighs on mm-hmm. people, especially if you've had. <sighs> no, never mind. <laughs> Look, it's it's not. I don't want to say it's easy being a Jedi, but being a Jedi at a time of peace, I think, is a lot different from being a Jedi at a time of war.
1: And also and, having the pressure of being the hero of Hedsall on you. I could do a whole dissertation on Marshall my, of Starlight, I will, I will continue to defend her. I, have nothing, okay. I do not apologize for it, but I'm sorry. I will not try to hoard, hog the conversation and make all of Laura. this about her.
0: Laura, I love Avar Chris. I think she's a fantastic yeah. individual. Uh, she yeah. is better than what I strive to be. She, but I think at this point, she has issues.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The number one t- issue is that she needs a nap.
0: It turns out you, she's human. She needs a nap. Do we not all ache for nap time?
1: Do we not? With
0: it. Do we not? I do. It is Sunday. Do I not need a 3 p.m.? Uh, don't we all? <laughs> so, yeah, she tries to bring down the ship. And it's at at the end of this thing, because the next issue is all flashbacks. She takes, like, she goes up to scare, and she's like, hey, you are losing it. scare." Yeah. Give me your lightsaber. You need to be t- 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 like there's something going off with you. And he's been kind of dealing with it for a minute. Uh, we all got the report from Dr. Ginole or whatever his name is. That's how I pronounce it. Uh, they never say it out loud. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'll go with that.
0: Who says that he has mar- Margrove? Margrove syndrome? Marg-rac?
1: He has some sort of disease that is going to eventually render him unable to control his impulses. And he will be giving in constantly to rage and fury and that. anger and violence. and yeah. He has
0: that. It's, got, it's yeah. that is what she said. Yeah, that's what he has. Um, and that, it, it, like, you could not think of a worse disease for a Jedi to have.
1: No, because in it he's also losing his ability to sense oh. and feel and use the force, which is
0: awful. Yeah, it it is, and it's 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 tough. And then, but then he's kicking it in his room. There's a scene that I really like. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you not gonna? Okay, he's kicking it in his room with a white hoodie, and yeah. I'm like, I want a kickback Jedi hoodie. <laughs> hmm
2: Because
0: yeah. he's like we meditating, need- and Keeve is like, hey. hey you
1: decent do you have your hoodie on
0: yeah do you have your hoodie on and then she opens the door and she's like did you just break in my room and she's like nah your door yeah I just broke in your room (laughs) anyway like hey like and this is after Avar has been like give me your lightsaber you are not worthy of the name of Jedi because you've been slicing up Nile like fucking sushi and this ain't cool like you are being ridiculous meanwhile I was totally calm when veins were popping out of my face and I was trying to bring down an Isle Cruiser. So, Skir, give me your lightsaber and all that. Um, uh, and, and
1: meanwhile, poor Keeve is just feeling guilty about her failing basically to help Avar. Now her failing to be able to sense what's going on with, with Skier, mm-hmm. and he has to basically break it to her like, hey, I'm sick. You're going to be on your own soon.
0: Yeah. The dialogue in these scenes... Is really well done. Like there are some lines that are so like like, and I I struggle to actually find the lines here now. But there's a part where he says something like, you know, because she's like, you know, do you trust him? Or like, because eventually she comes and she's like, hey, we need him. He's going to help us win this fight or whatever. And he he basically says something like, you know, well, until the council releases me of duty, I'm a Jedi and I will fulfill my duties you know or something like that and it's
2: yeah
0: but it's so beautiful and poetic and i'm sorry kevin scott that i didn't memorize it uh <laughs> but i totally <laughs> respect you? you as a writer and like i it, it what you wrote down really touched me but not enough to actually memorize a thing and uh, i should have <laughs> i should have had it done and open the page to the right page but it didn't quite happen the way that i wanted it to but, it, okay, so they, what they decide to do is they're going to go, they're going to have an attack on no space. Because now they have the coordinates to no space, which is like the Nile, quote unquote, stronghold, what they believe it to be. And uh, a, path engine. a path engine that they attach to the Ataraxia, which is uh, Avar's ship, right? So they're like, All right, okay, we do it. We're done. We're go. We're gone. Let's go. Um, Laura, there is a Jedi. His name is Neuron Bakarakana.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that Neuron for short, but I'm impressed that you just rattled that off. Well done. That's all.
0: Like, wow. uh, since I read his name off the first time, I was like, well, this is my favorite person. <laughs> mm. uh, it, spoilers didn't work out for me well later, but <laughs> I yeah, just would. I, this it, is was, your... <laughs> it was fun saying their name for a while.
1: Yeah, this is your glove shadow. I like it.
0: Uh, my glove bluff, my bluff is O.P. Pit, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, do you like spy shows and Andor? May I interest you in Star Wars Resistance? I hope this works out.
1: Right. Wait, say the character's name one more time. Nuran
0: one. Nuran Bakarakana.
1: <laughs> bravo. Seriously, bravo.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to everybody <laughs> who helped me with my, uh, I want to give a shout out to my dialogue coach. <sighs> you know we Hollywood steal out here. Um,
1: see now this is issue now we're getting into issue 13 which 11 and 12 had a different illustrator that wasn't ario and now we've got ario back for 13 14 and 15 and i'm so back. happy that
0: okay. we do. so and by this time like avar is like no we're making an attack on a thing and they're like hold on we're trying to figure out like there's reports where we have valo and all this coming up right and uh i'm flipping through my trade paperbacks
1: <laughs> oh no that's fair
0: don't know why i said that a lot
1: but a behind like, the scenes, inside of what we're doing hey,
0: here. Hey, do you like podcasters doing things out loud?
2: <laughs>
1: anyway, well, we've got Zitar and Lorna who are on a call with Martian Roe. Yes. And Zitar thinks that Martian Ro should like be there, helping, be playing some sort of role in this. And Lorna is like, dude, are you kidding? Like that dude is gonna save his own ass and not yeah. care about anything else that is happening.
0: There's this weird. I don't want to call it understanding. I don't even know what to call it. What would you call it? Like, there's a weird, uh, like they, like, uh, Marcion and Lorna
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. both know yeah. that they are like, there's a knife in both of their hands at each other's backs.
1: Yeah. They and have very much an understanding, I think is what yeah. you, is that the word you use? I, I think guess that's so. a good word for it. There's yeah. a familiarity there that is really makes their dynamic and their relationship really interesting.
0: I, yeah and it's 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 not more so given in this like in this issue even in tempest runner most of that follows lorna and there's not a lot yeah. of martian in it yeah but in these comics in particular you can see that like the the like when their communications and their conversations there's very much an understanding and like they both know they're trying to screw each other <laughs> and they both are yeah. fine with it and like well i guess we're just gonna see what happens aren't we what you gonna do? <laughs> like, just, yep, we're just yep,
1: acknowledging it out yep. in the open. Yeah. Looks
0: like the Jedi at no space. Good luck, Lorna. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let me do that. the Martian voice. <laughs> good luck, Lorna. D. Do you do the audiobooks oh at all? That
1: was really. That was really good. Yeah, I do. I like I, the... Almost exclu- I almost exclusive do the okay. audio books, <laughs> and especially for the higher public, I do it almost exclusively the... for Mark Thompson doing yes. Martian
0: Row. The awesome Martian Row, like weird. Delivery that is not a yell yet is very intense, as something that I enjoy. Um, Giving
1: me chills. So good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Oh, man. I love them. They're great. And Marshawn Rowe is just a great character overall, but he is the The fact that Mark Thompson does such a great job with the audio just I think is it's such a whole different level. It brings something so special to it. And I love it.
0: Thank you, Star Wars audiobook producers, people, whatever that like made an effort and a like to be like, let's this is what it's gonna be and we're gonna do this, and let's make sure it's Mark Thompson. Um, I don't know if you did the audiobook for Path of Deceit.
1: I did. Yes. But
0: I like. The voice that was done for Marta Rowe. I so do too. I am very curious to see if that continues. Like, if, Yeah. Because I really oh, it like it
1: jumps to different narrators. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I hope that we get a, a similar I, get, I hope we get that same treatment of the character as we did with Martian with Marta. I guess is what yeah. I say. Anyway, back to here. Uh, he's like, well, good luck. Do your thing. Do your thing. <laughs> and Niall, uh Tempest Runners go. And uh you got Zetar being like my suit's not ready, but I got my other suit and then Lorna and like the Jedi come in hot. Um Skear, Avar, Akive, and Avar is unrepentant in her justice? Question <laughs> mark.
1: This is issue 13 is number one in Avar content, and I love it so much. She has her own hallway scene where yeah. the Nihil are on the like edges of the hallway with their guns out waiting, and she's putting her blade through the door to cut in. And I am the entire time I'm just like screaming in my brain about how amazing this issue is. Although I will say 13, 14, 15, this is sort of a little three-part finale. I mean, yeah, this is like for sure. the story happens very quickly, I think, over the course of these three episodes or but issues, but this is my favorite one
0: i think by far avar is going off yep at this point and at this point also kiev is, is like excuse me like i this ain't right <laughs> and what you're like well she's killing like 20 nile would you just like let her kill him and then be like hey chill after the yeah. death <laughs> at least that's what we're gonna I would take doing.
1: them prisoner right right, right, right we're gonna right? we're not gonna kill oh, him we're gonna right. Take pri- oh, sorry, right i forgot
0: that okay <laughs> i guess i'm not a very good jedi <laughs> it's no wonder. like yeah
1: for light and life right let's
0: go Uh huh. oh she says for light and life while she's killing people <laughs> okay i love it so much yeah. i love okay. her so much um and kiev is like i think she says something to the effect of like oh you like you took skiers saber away you know he's got a disease what's your excuse
1: yeah and yeah like, rightfully so oh yeah sick ask. burn Superman and Avar King. is like, I will not be lectured by a Jedi who constantly doubts her abilities and questions the song of the force.
0: Oh, excuse me all the hell.
1: Such a dick thing to say, but I okay. love it.
0: So it eventually comes to where she's like fighting, uh, like Lorna D is like, oh, I got Zetar's new armor. He said it wasn't even ready, but it seems pretty dope to me.
1: He's got a megapod. Check that out. Yeah, <laughs>
0: super, super pod. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then Avar like destroys it, like disintegrates it with the force, which was an awesome panel. Like, like Excellent. I was talking about earlier about these Arrio panels, that's an Arrio panel.
1: Yeah, there's there are these great like wide shots of some of these really truly epic scenes in these comics, and these wide shots that he that he illustrates are just so next level. It is just the most beautiful artwork. It it's should beautiful. be framed in a museum mm-hmm. everywhere.
0: Belongs in a museum.
1: Oh, God, it's
0: so good. Say it, Harrison Ford. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Like, the, I mean, the Phil Noto covers are also beautiful of this whole series, most of the series. But, like, there are some splash pages. And, and this goes for, I know you didn't get into the Hyperbolic Public Adventures, but the Hyperbolic Republic Adventures, the Harvey Tully Bowes splash pages, he also has a... What's the word? Gift. <laughs> a Gift for these moments where you have a splash page yeah. and you're just like, Oh my God, that's just gorgeous. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I just can't, I could stare at him for
0: hours. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good stuff. So oh, I just knocked over my phone. Where comic book? Yay. Um, she like disintegrates the thing. And then Lorna's picking up a saber and like, aha, I'm going to fight you with a lightsaber. And I love the part where people who don't are not Jedi try to fight Jedi with lightsabers. <laughs> Right. It's yeah. almost the same thing as when Anakin beat a person up in the Clone Wars because he was jealous of his wife. Anyway. Good times. Um, he like She's just like, nope. And she cuts Lorna D's arm off. And you're like, oh, here we are, Star Wars. Let's go. Um, yep. But then you got Keeve, who I love a lot. And Keeve is the one who's like, look, stop. Like, And, and Avar's going off. The Avar, this is the part in the comic where Avar is like, for light and life, killing blow. Yeah. And yeah. A, Keeve stops her. And saves Lorna D's life. I, I hope that's not a mistake.
1: No, you're right. And then, of course, Lorna D repays Keeve by holding the blade to her neck. And Avar has to force push her back in order to then save Keeve and so we've got Keeve and like earlier in like the last issue having all of this guilt about what has transpired and what she could and could not have done and now you've got Keeve actually like counseling Avar being like you know not everyone can be perfect all the time like not even you the hero of Hetzal like it's just this it took us 13 issues to get to this amazing journey that Keeve has gone on and how she has grown as a character in these 13 issues. And we're not even done yet because we've got two more after this.
0: Okay. And then she says, she says something like, you know, I think Avar says like, "Uh, where did you, when did you get so wise or something? And she's like, because I had the best teacher. And I was like, excuse me, Star Wars. Why are you going to make me cry right now? This is a comic book. How you, why would you, how dare you, Kevin Scott? How dare you? Please
1: stop cutting onions while I'm trying to read a comic. Thank you. Why
0: would you... I was just... I was here for lightsabers, and and you just (laughs) doing... pulling moves like this. Dirty is what I call it. Dirty. How Mm -hmm. dare you? Mm
2: -hmm. It is. Uh, It
0: is touching, and is wonderful, and it shows Keeve's growth. Like, we start this series with Keeve's, like, quote, Jedi trials. Yeah. And her looking up to this person. And then we end... With her, like, saving this person, maybe? You know, I don't know what yeah. to call it. You know what I mean? But she's, like, trying to put sense in this person and, like, dealing with this person as a person as opposed to as an idol or an ideal.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, Realizing that she is, in fact, human.
0: Yeah. Even you, the hero of Etzel. Um Yeah. And I think they, like, capture Lorna D, and so they're like, let's go back to Starlight. What could go wrong?
1: Yeah, right? We've <gasps> saved the day.
0: And I was like, excuse me, I read a book by Claudia Gray, and I am under the impression <laughs> that it goes very, very <laughs> wrong.
1: It goes so wrong. It, it goes, goes so everything wrong. Everything goes so badly. You
0: guys, uh, I, please, go anywhere else. <laughs> please. Yeah.
1: So we have Skier and Keeve, like, talking outside of the Nihil, like, Cell and lord being all mushy and lord <laughs> is like stop being mushy or i'm gonna vomit yeah and then yeah. we cut to stellan at starlight beacon talking to avar on the phone being like hey bitch guess who's <laughs> marshal of starlight beacon now permanently i wasn't you prepared <laughs> abandoned your post
0: <laughs> i wasn't prepared for your take on it it's good <laughs> uh, but that's totally what happens and if yes. you if you read The Fallen Star, that's like, it's the other side of that conversation, right?
1: It is, yes. Okay. We do get this conversation in, in Fallen Star from Stalin's perspective, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's when the explosion happens and they get cut off.
0: Boom. Cut off. So now we get the whole other side of that, which deals with the top portion of Starlight Beacon.
1: Which well, I always wondered The entire time I was reading that book, I was just like, we're only in, like, ha- like what happened to everybody else? And I yes. just...
0: And they mentioned it. Know
1: that story. They
0: mentioned it a few times, but it's so much like, well, we're dealing with our stuff down here. Like, I hope they're okay. And like, there, there are so many like, I don't want to say throwaway mentions, but like, uh oh, like you, yeah. you see, you get a window into what's happening on the other side, but you never get that story. Yeah. Because Kevin Scott's going to give her the story, which means ow.
1: Yeah, which means this is going to hurt a little uh-huh. bit. they are going to suffer. Okay
0: you're gonna be sad uh Let's get yes. back to it no like when when she's like i had the best teacher to avar and all of that mm-hmm. like with the skier stuff and like uh, like all the, the skier and the keeve stuff is the stuff that 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 hits me where i live <laughs> yeah I hear um, ya.
1: That master and apprentice relationship, even though we're we've supposed to have graduated from that. Like Heve is a Jedi Knight now. Yeah. But that relationship that lingers between the two of them, like, oh god, it'll just punch right to the gut. But there's
0: like an understanding, and there's like a, uh, like I don't like like what you were saying before about how, you know, like I I mean, there's might be skipping ahead a little bit, but okay, okay, they're they're on the. They're almost a starlight beacon and he says something about like, you know, you are going to be, or she says like, I'm going to be your legacy. Right. And he's like, no, 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 you're not my legacy. You are going to be you. You forge your own fucking path. You do your own thing and you are going to be the best at what you do. And that I thought was one of the most beautiful like Star Wars things because so much of it sometimes seems to be, be reaching back to those kinds of things. There's so much like, I will finish what you started in Star Wars. Yeah. That yeah. it's so refreshing, beautiful. Like, that's a, like, not to get too real with it, but that's, that's shit that I try to teach my kids. Like, don't try to be me 2.0. Like, do you, like, what do you love? Child Lizzie, you love cooking. You'd be the best fucking cook you ever were. You know? You
1: yeah, and that's the, I was going to bring that up, out. like, it, It felt like such a sort of parental conversation to have. And we honestly, like, we don't get a ton of that in Star Wars. We don't have a ton of parents that actually get to live to, like, raise their children in Star Wars. And we don't actually get to witness a lot of that. So to see that conversation take place in this comic between this master and apprentice was really, really moving. And just not something that we get a ton of in Star Wars, at least on screen, you know.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to the dozes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the only mom and dad and kid that like seemed to be alive and fine. Right. And, uh at the Battle of Mexico Hey, work it up.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: Um Didozas are my favorite family. Also Latinos in space. You know how I do. Represent. <laughs> but that that whole point like that was another part where I was like, <laughs> How dare you, Kevin Scott? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost through this damn comic and you still Okay. Um so they go and they like dock with Starlight Beacon and there are people that are on the north side of, I say north side, I mean top of Starlight Beacon, mm-hmm. which if you read Fallen Star, which, like we talked about before, mostly deals with the bottom side. And they're like, hey, take the survivors and all this stuff. And this is the part of like the comic where like some of these pieces start to come together because like the whole time you have skier and his thing and his issues. And the Nameless are, like, running loose in the top part of the station. Which is why, in the other book, the other Jedi couldn't get to the top part of the station. They kept running into the Nameless and dying. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to my hero, Orla Jereni.
1: So my, we Oh, God, don't remind me. One of my faves! Oh, you had to bring up Orla. And she's
0: oh. she's just... She's, she's it.
1: She is. She's a... She was it for me. Hey. Another one of my favorite characters in all of hey. the High Republics.
0: Hey, you remember when Orla saw Skir and she was like, what's up? What's up? In <laughs> oh, like yes. issue eight or issue seven. And Skir was like, shh, not in front of everybody. Oh my God. Hey, it was there, so good. Hey, there are Padawans here. Don't get all, sh- 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 keep it on the down low, girl.
1: Oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorite things about the High Republic in general is that the Jedi are allowed to acknowledge the existence of of sexual relations with each other. And I love it.
0: Okay. I'm raising my hand. I have a question for you. Answer. Did you read Padawan? Oh, did I read? I don't want to put you on the spot.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't finish okay. it. I was, I was trying to, I, I had that confused with Brotherhood in my mind. I did read Brotherhood. I did not read Padawan.
0: Brotherhood was awesome. Do you mind if I give you like a one little sentence, like weird little thing that sort of connects to this?
1: Not at all. Please tell me.
0: Okay. There is, like, there's a little part of Padawan where they sort of explain, like, look, all the Jedi know, all the Jedi Masters know that these Padawans sort of, but what they normally do is they'll just, if something like that comes up, they'll just take those Padawans on a mission, a long mission. And by the time they come back, those feelings have sort of gone away or, you know, been replaced or, you know, like the kids have gotten older and it is what it is.
1: Wait. So is that that was acknowledged in Padawan? Because I yes. feel like that's acknowledged in the High Republic at some point too. I think that was a Light of the Jedi thing. Uh,
0: I uh, I don't know if it was a Light. Was it Light of the Jedi? Maybe it was. Because I
1: think there was a lot of like Elvar, uh, Elvar, Elzar, and Avar mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like stuff, and I think that sort of came up yeah. too. We're like we're gonna we just take them away on a mission, and hopefully that it kind yeah of fades It
0: back. definitely came up in Padawan for sure. But yeah, I think you're right. It also was like first. In a light of, in, okay, well, in, that uh, it
1: makes Padawan even yeah. more intriguing to me. I do need to circle back and read that.
0: How are you? Uh, never mind, I'm not gonna spoil any of it. L- okay. You let me know how uh, Padawan's going. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at uh <laughs> the <laughs> Rogue <laughs> Rebels fam. Uh, feel free to message me and we'll talk about Padawan. Uh, okay. okay, so Starlight is happening, and if you read The Fallen Star, you're already like, oh no, at yes. least I was already yes. screaming, I was like, too. Why are you there? They're docking. They go on board Starlight. They start rescuing, uh, refugees that are on the north side. A uh, north side. I keep calling it north side. Yeah, the top, top <laughs> of the fucking beacon. And, uh, they run into the nameless. And as and they start she- running into the nameless, they're like getting, tss, tss, <laughs> getting stoned, getting, <laughs> getting <laughs> husked. They're like, the nameless are coming for them. But guess what? Guess who is not getting husked?
1: Guess who can't feel the effects of the Nameless?
0: It's your boy. It's Skier. And it's so poetic. And it's so perfectly, like, as the Force wills it. Yes. <sighs> like, he has yeah. this disease, and he's not, like, dying But, like, through the whole, like, issues, it's clear that he has an issue that, like, he will never be a Jedi again. And it's, like, this legacy, like, you know, we talked about earlier, she's like, I'm gonna be your legacy. And he's like, no, you be whatever, you damn well please. You are your own person. And then he's like, this is why. This is why the Force made this happen. He told her,
1: like, there's no cure for this. Like, I am not going to survive it. And then it's like, yeah, this is what the Force wills. This was the plan all along. This is what it wanted. Now it's time to see it through.
0: That's the part where I started being like. (laughs) Oh, God, don't even get
1: me started on this conversation because he tells her, he tells her, we will see each other again, which is exactly what Kanan said to Hera on Rebels. And I just fucking lost it at that point, because at this point, Keeve is crying Mm -hmm. in the panels. I'm crying. Yes, yes. Skier Skier is just let go with Avar. Look. May of force do with you. Shout this out to all to
0: rebels mentions. Yes. First of all, each
1: and every one.
0: Each and every one, especially those of Kanan and Hera, because they are our queen and king. They and are. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say Kanan is the king because sometimes when you dress up as a person, it gets weird. Um, <laughs>
1: no, but he is though.
0: But it, I I do love him though. It is is that weird? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. I like there's a because people ask me my favorite character, and I'm like usually it's Quinlan Vos but there's also like this like and then they're like who do you like to dress up most as and then I'm like well that it, it's it's Canaan because when I get to dress up I get to dress up with the family and they're like it's Sabine and it's Hera yeah. and it's Ezra and they're like my kids and I'm all there and I'm with my family and I feel like when I'm when I'm Kanan when I'm as when I'm Voss I'm just like by myself yeah and yeah it's, it's not the same thing there's a connection there with that character
1: yeah um, two different like, beasts there yeah,
0: I think it is it's good times Um. so Scare makes us cry Kevin makes us cry Mm -hmm. and I'm like and he goes off and he goes in because they're like the Nameless they're like stopping us and he like kills all of them and then they're like what are you gonna do and he's like this is the reason this is why I had this disease this is what the force so I could save you all and the refugees and they go and evacuate while he holds off the Nameless and he's like you know like for light and life, and like he does the he does the Avar thing as he's yep. killing people or things. He's like for light and life.
1: Yeah, I'm here for it. I love oh. the energy we're bringing with that with that I, phrase. God, it just is appropriate in any situation. When you're killing people, when you're not killing people, How just scream for light and life.
0: Dare you, Kevin Scott? <laughs> um, <sighs> and they escape, like the rest of them.
1: Yeah, the refugees all escape, and that's when we cut back to the Ataraxia, and they watch, basically, the station break into two.
0: Oh, oh, Maru. No, we got we got a whole Maru part. Maru's... Oh, yeah, I guess it
1: hasn't broken into two yet, but they can see that it's, like, very much on fire. <laughs> it, 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 it
0: broke into two, but Maru is there holding the top half together, and, like, Avar gets up to him, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's, like, holding things together, as always. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I will help you. We got to, like, figure this out. Let's get let's get the song going.
1: Yeah. And, and Keith runs s- off to the healing chamber to go get the twins.
0: Yes. They rescue uh, Tarek and Sarit. And they all load into escape pods. And, like, the droid that's worked with them, like, this whole time pushes Avar, knocks her into the escape pod so she can escape while Maru holds the station together long enough for the escape pods to get out.
1: And we've and got then, this gorgeous shot of like Avar projecting like uh, the song, and we've got all of the Jedi on the perimeter. And then like the healing chamber explodes, and Keeve is thrown out of like into the into space. But the twins like suddenly wake up and hold her yes. back because of the song. I'm just yes. like, oh my god! The song brings no them issue. back.
0: We got oh, and Sarah. We just... haven't had a 10 issues. Nope. Like we issues. have not. Mm, oh
1: broke me this whole it, issue broke me in half
0: yes how once again how dare you kevin scott he's
1: an evil evil man uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: Yeah. how dare you um they go they escape they land and as they land like avar is like broken and stuff and and getting all out and kiev is the one who's helping everybody you know get back up and get ready for whatever comes next
1: yeah, Avar's like telling her that Maru saved her and Keeve is just like, all right, now I have to like step up and I have to be the strong one. Mm-hmm. And we have got to figure out what in the hell those scary nameless monsters are.
0: Mm-hmm. What are we fighting? What is happening?
1: Now, one thing that we did, we did skip over Lorna shoots Orbalin in the head, Ooh. but Orbalin is just a blob and so he kind of melts into the floor, but it's like if he is a blob, do we think for sure that Orbelin is dead?
0: Okay, uh, let's start with this. I was heartbroken. Orbelin is my favorite character. <laughs> I was like, no, when that panel happened.
1: I'm sorry to bring up this very painful. No, moment
0: now for that you. you say that, I feel a little bit better. I hope in phase three or whatever we figure out what's going on.
1: Maybe, yeah. I'm like, that's. I feel like there. That's not because you're resolved. right. He's a blob. He's a
0: blob. He He's totally have, a like, blob. And she even separated says... she's like his
1: blob parts from like, the sh- firing shot.
0: Yeah, there you go. She's like, that's for Valo. And I was like, <laughs> hey, remember remember on Valo? She, he threw her like, out of the building into another <laughs> building? That, that was so dope. Um, uh, but remember this in is Valo? like another-
1: Sorry,
0: go ahead. No, no, I was just like, because he's like, remember on Velo where he's like, hey, this is kind of a museum, so these are the coins of Blobbity Blue, and then he like kills them with him and uses the force, and he was like so awesome on Velo.
1: God. Orbalin. Maybe R.I.P., maybe not.
0: He's a blob. blob. I like that you give me hope, but when I will say that, uh, when I saw that panel, I was like, no! I was very much Michael Scott-like, no, God, No! No! Um,
1: yeah, so but we also have or- Lorna D shooting Orbelin, commandeering the Ataraxia with all of the refugees aboard and fucking off into space. And I'm like, where, where, when, what, where are we going? What's going to happen to all those people? We're leaving that cliffhanger open. No idea what happens there. They don't resolve that. Uh,
0: again, <laughs> again, Lorna D uh, doing these things where it's like, oh, goddammit, like you are... Huh. <laughs> it's this is gonna be rough. Yeah. Um, I thought a lot of that's right. I forgot that the the refugees were aboard. Because yeah. she did the same thing before, didn't she? Steal a ship at the end of a uh, Tempest Runner. Did yeah, you do Tempest did. Runner? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: She's just amassing ships over here.
1: Well, she's got it. She's got to name all of them the Lorna D, Lorna D one, Lorna D <laughs> two. Although <laughs> D2. we do the Ataraxia is in like present day, what like the. Jedi, dooku jedi lost i think that araxia is in that so it's like that's that ship comes back around at some point
0: well, i don't remember that but i'm very curious now
1: yeah it's some it shows up again somewhere I okay think.
0: um yeah so like that's where it ends they're all crashed on uh it's not Valo. it's uh what is the plan Dalna. no it's not Dalna either it's uh Oh, no, it's not crap I iram
1: something like yeah that. there
0: you go yeah. iram and irano yeah so it's Iram, because they were there like, what about the levees or whatever they were doing there before? Exactly. Yeah. Like, towed the Dalna or whatever. Um,
1: they gotta like fix the water treatment yeah. plant and all that shit.
0: And now, um, you know, poor uh, Kiev is like holding up her idols. Ugh. This is a great comic series. Like from beginning to it's end, so the journey that this character goes on, Keeve. Um, I'm talking about it is like yeah beautiful and like layered and there's depth and like that's a thing that I really love and respect in Star Wars storytelling because every now and then that's a thing that's like gets so glossed over in the world of like <sighs> bigger I don't know like plot points slash ideas slash like people want to tell stories as Wookie, Wookiee like the, the, when you look into the actual stories it's fine but like when you think of what people are like oh what's your favorite part of Star Wars a lot of there's so many people that are like I like the Battle of Endor or whatever You know, like yeah you look at Star Wars as these like giant like milestones galactic milestones but these like character moments Keeve like yes it's the fall of Starlight but like what matters to me is that like Keeve and skier had their goodbye and you know what i mean like that's the stuff that like really hits me where i live (laughs) to bring that back
1: these like character it's so this whole series is so character driven and in such a perfect way i mean like there's all these different stories happening sort of on the perimeter and we're getting novels about those and we get these battles here and there you know of these of these you know Battling the Drengir and battling the, the no. Nihil and battling yeah. the, the, yeah. And it's just, and it's great. Every story component of it is amazing. But the fact that I think the character stuff in this comic run in particular is really what like brings it home for me. I mean, looking at not even just Keeve's story, but like Skier's journey and Avar's Absolutely. journey through this and like having Maru is sort of the one that kind of ties everything together with mm-hmm starlight and it's just oh god the way that this whole story also ties into the fallen star Mm -hmm. these last three issues or whatever tie into that it's just so perfect the way that it's all stitched together just so well done yeah
0: i don't know who to blame slash credit for that you know i don't know if this is a story group thing or a like uh what did you call them story architects uh, yeah
1: this is the five story architects you know
0: i don't know if that's uh whatever their whatsapp group text uh, you know thing I like to where these right. guys get, to like, really get together this? but whatever that <laughs> is it's working a uh, dear star yeah. wars please do that all the time yeah
1: please keep going
0: mm-hmm. yeah please have you know uh, a tony gilroy on a group text with whoever does whatever happens five years before the rebellion that's not rebels um yeah it, it it's it's like this sort of depth and eye to storytelling and like everybody ha- like i love that everybody has their own story and like and i think it, it, it's like it speaks to that freedom that i think we're missing in a lot of the modern quote star wars storytelling so much of yeah. the storytelling that we're used to is dictated by what we know what's going to happen
1: oh yeah and like what has come before and yeah. what's going on with the skywalkers and all of it's dictated by all of that and we don't have to deal with any of that really
0: exactly i know you're sort of storyline not as positive on andor as i am but like that's a story yeah, that's like limited you can't do whatever you want with that yeah. story because you know come five years down i already know what happens but like yeah. something like this yeah. where you're like free to tell whatever you want like like I said, I'm not sure if that's the strength of what's happening here, but that creative freedom, I feel, is it can't be anything but a strength. <laughs> like, it can't be anything but, yeah. like, uh, uh, unlimiting, having these authors being able to do what they want without fear of, what are we going to run into? Oh, well, you can't do this because in such and such comic, this happened, or whatever.
1: Yeah, nobody's been written into a box, you know, we've got yeah. such a big world of possibilities in the high republic and that's just it's a big strength for it i think
0: love it all right uh i'm gonna move into let's move into eye of the storm this is a two issue miniseries by charles sewell that basically focuses on Martian Row, and uh it's just kind of like the end of phase one if you really want to look at it like that
1: Yeah, yeah, because it does at least issue two sort of picks up after the fall of Starlight. So we sort of get the this is the end sequence of phase two or phase one.
0: Yeah. So as like and I feel like you're a little bit like me. You've dived into phase two. (laughs) So I
1: have. Yeah, this
0: is like super fascinating. Like when I read after I read uh, Path of Deceit, I was very much I had the eye. A lot of these issues, especially issue one in my head.
1: Um, so I hadn't reread these in a while, even though I think somebody had told me, hey, they had, somebody said somewhere, reread Eye of the Storm before you dive into phase two. And I was like, uh-huh, okay, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it. And then I, <laughs> just rereading these today, I'm like, well, I'm a fucking idiot because that was very much necessary, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it helps with the visual component. I think a lot of some of the things that they're referencing yeah, is Path of
0: yeah. Oh, that's what's up with Yana. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah yeah so issue one delves a lot into the like ever history which is the ever is martian rose species peoples what do you want to call them uh,
1: yeah species i think is the word okay. sure
0: um like and they come from this planet that's like this storm-torn planet which also like ties in with the, like oh that's why they like storms so much oh that's cool i see what you did there <laughs> Um, that's
1: why what, it's all thunderstorm.
0: I get <laughs> it. They're tempest runners. Okay, and they have clouds. Okay. Um, I really tempest world. Tempest world. Like they their their world is so harsh that it destroys them. They destroy each other. Like throughout their history, and then it's like they're just a people that have left their planet that don't trust anybody. And yeah. that's rough (laughs) i guess yeah
1: i mean when you've learned to when you they spend so much time you know however long their species existed like taking care of this planet that really seemed to be such a harsh place to live to begin Mm -hmm. with only to hope that it would hope you know that it would take care of them in return and it absolutely does not because we get this once in a lifetime or once in a millennium vortex storm that just wipes everything out
0: yeah but there's, like, a few panels in particular that I just, like, look, this is a great story, and it's tragic, but also there's, like, one little portion of the story that's, like, they could not trust their family, and it's, like, a person that came home to try to bring whatever, and then, like, his wife kicks him off the cloud or whatever their planet is, like, yeah. and I it just, I died. Um, They were, like, they could not even <laughs> trust their family, like, because he couldn't provide for the family or whatever, so he got kicked off of the little floaty platform that they call like you know what it reminded me of (laughs) did did you read phasma yes it reminded me a little bit of that of how harsh their environment is that they are like survivors like whoever exists is like but they were more it was like so much more tribal that it didn't quite like register as like a full planet because everything in the phasma book was so tribal it was like only her people was like six people, you know, and like, oh, the, yeah,
1: like it, yeah. her tribe was so small, and you've got this like very tight knit group, yeah. but also you still have that like underlying thing yeah. of like fear of betrayal constantly, yeah. even among that small group. And the fact that this entire species existed like that, this with this mm-hmm. underlying fear of betrayal for so long. It's just, it's really interesting. I really like going through the history of this, of these people and sort of as everything continues to deteriorate in terms of the amount of trust they're willing to put in other people and other cultures and other species and then ultimately each other. Yeah. It's great.
0: Eventually they end up leaving the planet because they're like, that planet doesn't care for us or whatever. And they're like, they're such a mistrustful and like, I don't even know what the word, like the idea is that the Evereni, which is Martian's people- come from a world that like tries at every turn to destroy them so much to that. They try to destroy each other to survive that they're so mistrustful and. uh, I don't even know what the word is, but like, like they have to survive at whatever the cost is on their own. They can't defend or trust anybody else. Like, so that's like where his people come from. And then you're like, Oh, that's interesting. And then you read path of deceit and you're like, wait, hold up.
1: Um, well, and it's interesting in Path of Deceit because you get the sort of re- the other side of the story, which is how does the entire galaxy interpret this species of people? Exactly. And it, it's just, it was really, really well executed. The fact that we got this last, these, this little two-issue miniseries and then follow it up with Path of Deceit and the way they sort of play off of each other is just like chef's
0: yeah. kiss. Definitely, definitely chef's kiss. And then you get to like Martian's past. To where he's, like, we get, like, his memories of being a young kid with, uh, what is it, like, Mari Santeca in the little tube?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's already an old woman in this. Like, God only yeah. knows when, how long this is. Oh, no, tw- it says 20 years before the Great Disaster.
0: My bad. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so, like, he, like, but you get in the Asgard Rose stuff. And, like, we had little hints of this in Rising Storm, I believe. Um about like what happened and how the transfer happened between Martian and Asgar and yeah. who were they, the Tempest Runners at the time? Kosov. Kosov. And yeah, uh, you know, like that soul, whole sort of thing. And but then you also have the thing here of like where Asgar roe is like, Well, I am here to take over for my mother Shala Ro I don't remember her name um
1: yeah she's a piece of work too shala yeah. i think is her name he
0: throws her off of a balcony <laughs> he just like yeah, but she's asking for it <laughs> <laughs> to be fair hey uh, yeah and, they're like,
1: both evil for the, sure the, the,
0: the whole family and then like Martian is just a little kid there and there's like a body falling behind him when he's 10 and he's like yeah everything's right. cool also i see everybody as corpses that's weird
1: yeah, it is. We get these, like, random scenes that are just covered in red. I'm like, oh my god. It's like his point
0: of view, but his point of view is all like, I see everyone is living death. Yeah. Um, and it is a little horrifying.
1: Um, yeah, just a little bit.
0: <laughs> just a little. Just teensy, <laughs> little bit horrifying. You might want to go see somebody about that. I don't know who to talk to. Um, it, 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 there's, like, all these shit, and then it's like, Asgard has the Tempest. Like, Asgard kills his mother. But, like, that's what we get from this. He kills his mom so he can take over the Tempest Runners. Then the Tempest Runners are like, well, why should we follow you? And he's like, well, here's what you're going to do. You're going to, my son, if you can kill my son, then you guys can be the leader of the Nile. Ha ha. But then he makes Martian pilot a starfighter. And then, but they let, like, Mari Santeca. Give him the paths so that he can, like, blow up a bunch of Tempest Runners. Tempests. Tempest Yeah.
1: His Nile fighter people. has a path engine, so he can fly in and out of hyperspace yeah. and, like, kind of come up on the the Nile and fighters like, unexpectedly. And He's everywhere. Take them all out, yeah.
0: This is crazy. That's what the Jedi said in, like, light of the Jedi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very well executed, though. It's really great like, yeah. to actually see it, like, in you know, on paper. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Illustrated
0: in this. Not quite as abstract as, like, what we're trying to, like, imagine and all that stuff, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So
0: he ends up, and then, like, by the time we get to issue two, issue two is, like, where the, which we've seen, I feel like, it has to be in Rising Storm, the death of Asgard Rowe. right? Which is, like... It's
1: talked about a lot. So it's talked about in Tempest Runner... I think a lot too, too. where it it sort of plays out. Yes. And we're never sure though, because nobody's a reliable narrator leading (laughs) up to it of exactly what happened and Uh, who did it.
0: Yeah. Every, uh, every like point of view that we get is like a different little facet of it. Right. So in this story we get like Martian Rose and he's like walking up to his like, dying father and he's like what are you gonna do and he's like takes his helmet and he's like whack and dies or whatever yeah uh and then yeah martian rose like well i'm the guy now and they're like what like how can you be the guy asgard was so much better he's like but i'm not like weak like everybody and like you know from the other books that they're like well we can easily just like beat up martian rose because he's like such a softy or whatever (laughs) um yeah but, like, oh, and also, this is not a thing for you, but in the beginning of issue two, he's talking to a Jedi who he's captured. Jedi's name is That's Mas- right. Master Obertuk, who is, like, this, like, fungus-based Jedi with tentacles. Laura. Yeah.
1: When you think of, like, what a general description of what an alien is, he's kind of that.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Laura. He is a major character in the High Republic Adventures. Sorry.
1: Oh, Maybe I not... wondered exactly. I'm like, where was I supposed to know this character okay. from? I wondered.
0: Maybe not major character. He is the master of one of the main characters, Farzala, of High Republic Adventures. There is an Got issue it. of those High Republic Adventures where he's like remembering his teachings in a moment of need. And... Uh, it might be one of my favorite Star Wars ever. There, wow. the right. Jedi apprentice. Basically, what happens in High Republic Adventures? They're going to talk to the Hut Council to work out that like Hut slash Jedi. Uh, what Alliance. do you call it? Alliance that we mm-hmm. just enjoyed in High Republic comics. So it's a bunch yeah. of Padawans, and they're going with their master, who is this dude, as as, uh, Obra Elbrutuk. He is a species okay, that enough. lives for a very long time. He hibernates for, like, years. So he falls okay. asleep while they're going to the meeting. So they get to the meeting and he's <laughs> asleep and they're like, oh, he's hibernating. Uh, a Padawan, you just go do the, the meeting for him. The Padawan, oh, like, gets uh, arrested by the huts and held captive and all this blah, 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 blah. And there's a moment where he's, like, imprisoned in these cages in the hut on Nal Hutta or whatever and he's remembering uh, Obertuk's teachings and he's like "Uh, yo uh, Penchus I have six lightsabers like why do you think that is and he's like well I thought because you have like a lot of tentacles so that you could be super cool when you do like lightsaber fighting and this dude Master Obertuk is like "Ha, ha, ha 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 no that is not why I have six lightsabers? I have six lightsabers because these are my Padawans who have passed on. And oh God, Farzala is like, oh that's that's not good. And he's like, no 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 no, no. I live for a really long time. Don't trip. He's oh. like, I live for a really long time. And when you live to be as old as I am, you cannot help but rejoice in the people that you taught living a full life. And returning to the force. And he's like, even though the people that I have taught have given everything and become like I've seen them young and grown and learning and become their like all of their uh, potential realized only to return to the force. I cannot help but remember them and keep a piece of them with me in this lightsaber. Um, Oh, that's
1: really cute. It's fucking
0: beautiful. Yeah, And he's like. So and he's like, that is why we Jedi do not fear, not because fear is not a thing that we feel, but because fear of death is like death is a part of our journey. Like that is our final, like we're all going to get there. Nothing stops that. And I cannot help but realize that even my Padawans in death, they have returned to the force. And even in the force now, when I use the force, they're always with me. And he's like, and I cannot help but rejoice in the fact that I, like, I connect with my Padawans every day. And then, like, he remembers this in a moment when he really needs to remember it. You know what I mean? Like, that's how comics work. Yeah. And then he, oh, like, uh, it is it is beautiful. It is one of the most, it is, like, one of my favorite Star Wars moments that's in a comic. Thank you, Daniel Jose Older. Um, Listener of this podcast have probably heard me tell this story, like, three times. Because any excuse to tell the story, I will tell it.
1: Oh, I appreciate <sighs> that. I thought it's it, really that's beautiful. It is
0: dope. And only to see him show up in this comic and then be like, "Oh no."
1: Oh yeah, like, "Oh, this isn't gonna end well." But yeah. And it, it doesn't, surprisingly he was, enough.
0: He wasn't he wasn't scared and 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 his Padawan will be able to see him soon. Oh, oh
1: god.
0: But it is wonderful. And this dude he's he's given a villain monologue to this dude there's this is Jedi Master who he's captured for some reason. And he's also like, by the way, I blew up Starlight Beacon. And Master Arbatuk is like, that's got to be fake. There's no way that can be real. You can't blow up Starlight right. Beacon. It's a beacon or whatever. Um, <laughs> And he's like, no, I did for real. Also, let me tell you about where I found these things that are called the Nameless.
1: Yeah, also, I'm going to monologue for you.
0: Here. <laughs> this is where he monologues. he's a bad guy he's monologuing he's all buff he's looking good in his blue mask and sleeveless uniform um yeah there's a lot of good stuff in this issue including how they go to that planet to where they get these creatures that they use to kill these jedi and a little bit has given me like hmm, phase two thoughts
1: (laughs) yeah yeah very much so i mean this takes like A while. This is like a couple of panels just for us to get through whatever the like phenomena that's happening around Mm -hmm. them. I don't know if it's like a storm or it's lightning or what it is that all of these Nihil are flying through to try and get down to the surface of whatever this planet is. We're going to go pick up a bunch more nameless.
0: Yeah. It's, it's super cool. It's super rad. He has that stupid item that he got in rising storm slash the beginning of higher Republic adventures. And I'm, now that I've read phase two stuff, I'm like, I wonder if I know what that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't remember what it's called in the, in the path of deceit, but it's basically like this rod, like a sort of, I don't know what, but it has like a little holder at the very top of it for a gemstone. Yeah. That is also included in path of deceit. And we learn a lot more about it and what it is. And there's
0: like three of them, apparently, which is one, uh, like I play a lot of legend of Zelda. So when they were like, "This is the Rod of Ages, and this is the Rod of Seasons," I was like, "I played both those games." Uh, never mind. There's two games. Nice. <laughs> One is called Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Hey, shout out to all my uh, Legend of Zelda fans out there because this might nice. be the only Game Boy games. It's Probably like the least played Legend of Zelda games out there, but they're good times. <laughs> don't don't sleep on Game Boy's Legend of Zelda games. It's good stuff. Um, and there's it's Legends. Oh, sorry. Legends. <laughs> See now, I'm going back the other way. Or nope. Or oh, it's not Oracle either. Rod of nope. Seasons. Rod of Ages. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the last one. I had a whole point to this. And
1: oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't remember. Really there's the
0: third one, which apparently is Helen Jeddah. Dun dun dun. Got but it. Anyway, okay. uh, so I'm a big fan of Master Obertuk, so I was very sad by the end of this issue.
1: Yeah, it does not end well for
0: him. Yeah. Um, So this is like the, like, I would almost describe these two issues as the, like, end cap of the, like, phase one. He gives a pretty good, like. Go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, especially scene four of uh, issue two of this comic, which is called The End, and then the subtitle, In Which Things End.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Charles Sewell. I love it. Like I'm good no, I'm good with stuff like that. I like it. I like I love when a Star Wars does things and it's just like this is what it is. Um good time. Oh, there was another part uh, in the beginning of like especially in, in issue 1, they're talking about this planet that's been at war for so long and all it was is darkness and storms. I started going back to I read all of the comics and I knew Charles Sewell was the author and I was like is this the planet that he wrote about a long time ago in that Obi-Wan and Anakin series because basically they visit a planet that was destroyed by war that seems to be all stormy uh, it wasn't the same planet interesting up, because that oh, was okay. yeah that was Carnelian 4 I don't know what I was thinking um, but it was a separate planet but I was like oh." I thought I was so smart.
1: Would have been interesting to connect those two.
0: <laughs> it didn't work out. I had it for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, but we see the the rod of seasons and whatever the hell that shows up in Path of Deceit. Yeah. I like that we're getting the connections from this. Like, is it 100% necessary that you read I of the Storm issues one and two to enjoy Path of Deceit? Absolutely not. I read this no. comic a million years ago and I had no memory of it when I sat down and read Path of Deceit. And <laughs> I still enjoyed it immensely
0: path of deceit is a whole other creature that I don't even know like well uh, I'm gonna get into it in a future podcast I might just invite you back um but there's like the the start of phase two is unexpected yet thought provoking in the way yeah. of something that I you know, like I like that uh that ryan johnson energy of being like yo we're gonna flip this whole script um yeah, that that that's a very good I love when Star Wars makes me not already know what's going to happen. Um, a lot of Star Wars is so like mythic and <sighs> Joseph Campbell, <laughs> its origins <laughs> that I, I already yeah. know the story as soon as I hear the story, the beginning yeah. of the story. So I love when it steps outside of those things. And phase two is doing an excellent job of that one book in. So, yeah, yeah. Which uh, only
1: leads to me to believe that the rest of it is going to probably be doing that the entire time we're yeah, in Phase no.
0: Two. Faux show. Sure. I, I can't wait to Which go back fine. to Jeddah. Yeah, it, it, I'm yeah. going to be like the dude at the end of like Rogue One, like for Jeddah. I'm that guy already. <laughs> as
1: yeah. you should be. As, as everybody should be.
0: should be. We should all. Now you
1: haven't gotten into the first issue of the new comic run of Phase Two, have you,
0: Laura? I have. Okay. Have you?
1: I'm not expecting us to talk about it here because I Mm -hmm. did. I only read it one time and I need to go back and read it again because we got a lot of new characters in Path of Deceit and then we got even more new characters in a very small amount of time in issue Mm -hmm. one. So I don't know Mm -hmm. who anyone is, but I enjoyed it very much.
0: Very good. And also did a very Path of Deceit. Uh, this is a uh, so far is a record for phase two. It uh, is doing like one hundred percent of the time, starting me off on a story, and then by the end of story, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Uh, it, this yeah. happened in the comic too. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Ah, cool. Hey, look, it's a kifar dude." Excuse me, what now? Uh, wait. Well, what, 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 what just happened? <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: not me thinking I had any idea of where this was going. Mm-hmm. And then it obviously goes in like a completely different direction. Like, yeah, happened in the comic too.
0: Excuse me for being all presumptuous.
1: Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How dare I?
0: How dare I? <laughs> Who do I think I am? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, I did read the first issue. It has already, uh, what's the word? Captivated my imagination. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and Kevin um, Scott writing this issue of comics, I believe, too.
0: Yeah, once again, Kevin Scott, how dare you? Yeah, always, um, <laughs> thank you for these 15 issues. How dare you? Yeah, how um, dare you
1: rip my heart out and eat it right in front of me? How dare you? I love
0: Skier, how dare you? I love him <laughs> so much, Laura. He's he's so he's the best.
1: Oh, I just can't wait to see what happens oh, with Keeve. I just need to, I just, I need this whole year to go by so that we can get to whatever happens next in yeah. phase three. Dude,
0: look, I'm having, I'm like, I'm barely keeping up as it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Like, what, I wish I could get Star Wars leave. We need to look into that for work. Just be like, hey, exactly. I, I need to, there's like four books coming out this week. I need some Star Wars leave.
1: Listen, in America, we are way behind when it comes to employment law compared to other developed nations. We've got a ways to go Excuse me. in terms of improving leave rights.
0: Uh-huh. I need to, no, not pregnancy. And Star Wars
1: leave is on the list.
0: Star Wars leave yeah. is on the list. It needs to be right under. It's pregnancy. right
1: up there with parental leave, paid parental leave. I need paid mm-hmm. Star Wars leave.
0: Postpartum Star Wars leave. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm at. Uh, th- yeah, I yep, totally. Make it happen. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Even if it means like, I'm sorry I'm sick today. <sighs> <coughs> <laughs> Can't come in. <laughs> That's my, I, I uh. hope none of my employers are listening to this show. Anyway, hey, if you are listening to this show, go follow us at The Rogue Rebels. And if you're on Twitter, Rogue Rebels fam, hey, TheRogueRebels.com. Laura, it has been A joy talking to you for these issues um phase two you're you're my book buddy laura i thank you sal i'm declaring it on the podcast because i feel it's gonna make you know a little less awkward and i'm like hey did you read the book let's do a thing (laughs) and
1: i'll Um, just be like no i haven't finished it yet because i suck but no i will finish. you're not
0: the book buddy anymore Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rightfully so. No, I'm happy to be the book buddy. I'm very happy to have come here to get to talk about comics today because I'm not like, you know, I've said it before. I'm not like a big comics person. I don't have a mm -hmm. ton of like comics background, education, knowledge. So I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to come and gush about these because I I am just head over heels for the comics in High Republic.
0: I like that you use the word selective about comics. As opposed to the word I that am. I use for my children, which is picky.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's another good word for it. Yeah. No, probably. that's good. That's it
0: just, just, look,
1: you kind of have to be though, because there's just too much. There's, there's a lot. Too much. There's of a it. lot.
0: For anybody who's like, when are we going to do Star Wars? Shut up. There's a lot. Yeah. It's out there. If you my just God. look beyond your Disney Plus, it's it's plenty. Trust me. Can I recommend you something, sir, ma'am?
1: Yes. Them. Please open up the Marvel app on your iPad mm-hmm. and enjoy <laughs> I guarantee that, if you get, all of your money. Yes. At them.
0: Marvel Unlimited, you will be fine for a month, at least. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know where we're going with this. Phase two is coming. I'm definitely going to have you come and talk to me about something phase two, because I can't just call King Tom in on everything. Um,
1: No, and I no have you can planned. call him in on a lot of things, I, but you can't call him in on everything. Look,
0: I'm planning on having him for my like uh, Crimson Rain talk because I figure he's going to he's going to be the one that's going to read all 72 issues of Crimson Rain like me.
1: <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah. That, well, it could be me.
0: <laughs> I have the beginning of the notes done and it says guest King Tom Prawley. <laughs> that's what it is. So like, I'll hit him up. Accurate. Soon.
2: That's, the accuracy. It's,
0: you know. All right. Uh, Laura, where can people go find you? On the on the pod webs, interwebs.
1: Thank you for asking, because I rattled it off the beginning, and I forgot to mention that I host a show with John Roca on his YouTube channel called The Jedi Way, where he and I just sit down and talk about some sort of big over you know topic in Star Wars. Um, and then I also have been joining him and the Geek Buddies, another show on his network, for reviews of Andor. I've missed the last two weeks because I've been at the film fest, but I should be back hopefully. Uh, for episodes seven, eight, nine, and 10. 11, 12. there are twelve episodes of Andor, aren't there? Totally, 12, yeah. twelve. Yes, I should be. I should be there for the rest of them. <laughs> so, um, if you you can always come find me there on John Roca's YouTube channel talking about Star Wars, and then again, my show is Forced Toast to Star Wars Happy Hour. I host that with my friend Alice, where she and I drink wine and talk about Star Wars. And I'm often tweeting about Star Wars at Shut Up Underscore Laura.
0: Uh, look, I love uh, listening to uh Forced Toast podcast. I try to have some Fireball uh, in the moment whenever I get the chance. and Rightfully so. You know, one of the OGs of Team Fireball. I don't know if you remember, but back in the day when me and Randy were like, Team Fireball, uh, you were an honorary member. Uh, I feel like you've upheld it a lot further than me. <laughs>
1: I love fireball and I will continue to put fireball in my tea while we record on very cold days. Here Whoa. In
0: Chicago. Nice. I, uh, yeah. was at, uh, I was at, we were at a, like, I think it was a Raj's baby shower. A Raj hasn't <laughs> tried fireball. So we were uh, like, Raj, sir, there he had, and he had a bottle with a handle. He had a, like, a handle of fireball just around. Oh my God. And we were like, what are you doing? So me and Randy, like, schooled him on it immediately. And then I immediately stopped because I was like, I got to drive home. Uh, So then my wife and Randy continued to school Raj on some fireball. Which was good times. Yeah. You know?
1: Do we think that they they actually named the squadron in Resistance after the... uh, Do we think they secretly named it fireball?
0: Uh, For your sake and mine, I'm going to say yes.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna say yes. Mm-hmm. So let's go with yes. Say yes, look, it's look, I, dude, we're a podcast that likes Kristen Baver. <laughs> look, we follow <laughs> it all along, dude. And uh, you know, next time I'm at Scum and Villainy, and if anybody else happens to be there, I'm gonna order some Fireball and see what happens.
1: Hell yeah! I'll, I'll let you it. know.
0: All right. Uh, thank you for coming, talking High Republic with me. Thank you for talking comics with me. Uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. You're gonna be my book buddy, as I said earlier. Uh, I know. I'm sure you have your own ideas on, like, yes or no, I don't want to talk to you about this book, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to be a person making decisions and just saying things out loud on a podcast. And ah, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Please follow everybody. Please love The High Republic. And yay, this is the end of a podcast. I'm going to put some music here. Here's the new High Republic The fate of of all Jedi.
2: For control of the Force itself.